last time on What the Fun Cast. So you're kicking gold, and the first thing that you notice that there is something moving inside of the mound of gold. See a figure of a reptilian-like head lashes itself outside of the mound. I say in Draconic, was that a tasty snack, friend? You hear the whispers of a reply say, Don't touch my We're here looking for a a comb because we're like bound by contracts to do so, or otherwise we're like, you know. And I make a little uh, knife symbol with my claw to my neck. The dragon says, I know not of a comb. I know not of what you seek. However, I will give you a ring. I'm like, oh, well, absolutely. I'm terrible at riddles, but I think my friends can help me. Uh, Harmony, you hear the worm kind of chuckle again. It goes, (laughs) lesser creatures getting eaten. (laughs) I'm going to go up and I'm going to try to open this one again. Like I tried to open the last one with my little kitty paws. Too heavy. I figured. I guess I'll try. Uh... (laughs) You go and you go to open it. And the first thing you immediately notice is that your hands don't stick to it like adhesive. You see on the inside of this chest, there is a two foot long, what appears to be a complicated metallic alloy cylindrical rod. I'm gonna spend two conduit points and uh, identify this unit weapon. You can tell that this is made out of folded meteorite steel and you see written in celestial a name. It says Aeon. Huh. Well, this shouldn't be here. We should probably go take a go ahead and go for. I honestly, I think we got away pretty luckily with this dragon. Yeah, I'm yeah. So we should probably just keep it trucking. I'm definitely trying to like distance ourselves from this guy. <laughs> Turning around, you now see in that room that you had spotted earlier, Harmu, it appears to be a set of very steep steps in a room glowing with a pale green light that you cannot see into. Creepy green light it is then. Uh, hi, I'm Michael Freeman. I'm the DM uh, for this podcast between Millennium and uh, give a big shout out to the co-hosts here. Uh, hi, my name is Dade. I play Archon, a uh, fusion-born strange walker um, that came from like millions of light years away. And uh, I'm the audio engineer for the podcast. Uh, uh, my name's Fox Evans. I play Haramu, uh, a cat now. Uh, used to be a human, not a human anymore. And now I have to deal with these knuckleheads. <laughs> well, they because they clearly don't know shit about shit. We keep but, trying to get ourselves killed, especially that one over there. Uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Devin. I play Kensington. He's a human fighter, and he is a not so strong boy right now because I still have a some negatives to my strength. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you still you're still stronger than me. I'm over here with the one strength mod, right? No, I mean, like I have a one for strength. <laughs> I typically have a four. I now have a minus three, leaving me with one. <laughs> What's your strength currently at? Twelve. Oh, okay, okay. You're still stronger than me. I was for a second. I was concerned that I might have the highest strength stat out of the three of us, and that would be bad. That would be bad news. And I'm rocking my whitey tight. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's didn't true. we? Didn't we say that you like put all your things in your pouch, which is your tidy whities That's where all your stuff yeah. is. The potion of underwater. I think I have that in my pouch, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you Everything else is in your uh, pouch. <laughs> Speaking of Kensington's pouch, not really. Um, but you, as I did previously describe where we left off, uh, you, you guys had started to go down the tunnel, and you know where you had seen the the white and red robe figure uh, descend into. 
and Harmu, you had heard the dragon kind of laughing. Kensington talked some shit, and then the dragon said, or the worm said, I'm gonna eat that one. Um, yeah, and then I grabbed his ear and like pulled him forward, <laughs> uh, like in the same fashion that I did, I think, episode three. Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, well, as you guys are walking down downwards into this uh, into this cavernous spiraling tunnel, you're walking for hundreds and hundreds of feet, and it's it's pitch pitch black in there even for you guys yeah i mean even for those of you that have dark vision which i believe is all of you it's all three of us i think um it's Is my light not uh helping at all well see uh getting to that like oh, even with no it's okay uh even with uh the light coming off of archon uh it's so dark in here that you guys really can only see about like 15 20 feet ahead of you it's almost like the darkness is oppressing us yeah <laughs> we, we could rebel against the darkness <laughs> Fight the darkness. Take it to the old people. That's the power of the Keyblade. <laughs> I'll kill the shadow in my heart. <laughs> Wait, Kyrie was inside of me all along? <laughs> the real treasure was the friends we found along the way. Uh, a shattered dream is like a far off memory. <laughs> a far off memory is like a shattered dream. Speaking of all of this context. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you see, you guys are see, walking uh, down this tunnel and I want everybody to give me a perception check. Oh yeah, we are in the shit. I just felt the D&D activate. Ooh, you can take that die back real quick. <laughs> Why did you use it? That thing is cursed. Uh, that's a seven. Seven. Huh. Ha! Ten. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Kensington, you barely notice it like a frog in water, but when the first bead of sweat starts to trickle down your now new torso, you start to realize that it's getting hotter. Not like swelteringly so, but like humidly hot. The reason why you two got sevens is because Kensington for a brief moment walked ahead of, and you're completely distracted by the lattice work scar tissue on Kensington's back. Like oh, it's, it's like a ropey scars, yes. like 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 uh like lots of whip marks. Yes. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, just just angry purplish and red and sometimes dark brown, thick, it, like uh, in some spots like several inches thick, like lattice work scars on his back. And you also can see Harmu with an expert eye. You can see the symbol of Pisces actually forms around some of the worst spots in the uh, scar tissue. It's not currently shining, um, yeah. but that's what you see. With my keen eye and my seven perception check, you know, just, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the Zodian sigils um, can sometimes form as like anything, like uh, they can form in the form of the scars, they can form as tattoos, like it's, Kind of just depends on the person. Uh, I mean, Harmu would know this, but just give me a history. Okay. Three, 12? Yeah, I mean, easy DC of 10 for sure. Okay. You would know. Cool. So, uh, uh, like, uh, I pointed out, uh, I, like, so Kensington, you seem to have a, have a hard, hard time there. You got a lot of scars on your back. Chris? Fresh. Why can't I remember this? <laughs> it is blowing my mind. K R E J. K R E J. Kresh. Think about it. Z H Krej. <laughs> Those assholes. They really like punishment. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the the Krej, they reveled in punishment, and they oh never goodness. let anybody off easy. Oh well, it, it's really interesting. I, I I can't tell if the scars formed 
the Zodiac sigil beforehand or if, you know, afterwards, but it seems your scars has kind of taken the form of your Zodiac sigil. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I walk up to Archon, I'm like, do you mind if I take a look at yours, oh, you know, now that we have here. a chance? Yeah, please. And I, uh, I unbutton my shirt and uh, remove my suspenders so that it just kind of flows open. And I, I kind of use my mage hand to stand up a little bit because Archon's like, aren't you like seven foot tall or something? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. In my description that I sent you, I said that Archon was like eight feet tall. You you did? Something like that. You did, yes. You also, uh, you, you said that it was like, Archon was not like imposing muscular size. It was like- No, just tall and lanky. Yes. Slenderman-esque. Yeah, yes. Almost, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, With so- correct proportions. I'm not like creepy looking, I'm just big. <laughs> so I use my mage hand to kind of go up a little bit and like paw, put my paws on your chest and look at it. I'm like, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't really realize that this was a Zodian sigil before uh, whenever we met. I just thought this was like scratches on your body. Oh no, that's, that's impossible. <laughs> my my skin cannot take any actual physical change. I do hurt. It does feel bad. It just can't change shape. And uh, I'm looking at the sigil. Uh, do I recognize which one it is? Have uh, we talked about that before? So looking at the sigil, uh, it it you you know it, and it and it tickles like the faintest of your memories after a while. Um, but you know this one to be Aries. And the thing is, is like you just don't know much about. Uh, the Ares. Um, in your study, you've only really seen a representation of the sigil in like a dusty tome. Uh, so uh, we've never like had an Ares student at my temple. Never. No. Uh, I've. Oh wow, this is really interesting. I've I've never I've never seen an Ares uh, Zodiac warrior before. This is this well, going to be a real treat. I don't know what powers you have. I'm just a uh, a whole box of surprises. Uh, yeah, if it wasn't difficult enough to teach you about this, now I don't know something too. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I might know it. I, I, I believe it. <laughs> I, uh, I wholeheartedly believe it. Uh, Thank you. You know, you really shouldn't encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little more pep in my stuff now. <laughs> um... Well, now that you say that, give me a constitution saving throw. Huh? <laughs> You're just rude. <laughs> what? You guys continue walking, and the sweltering heat uh, actually starts to rise and rise and rise. Um, Kensington, you've virtually had a 30-minute nap in the last almost 24 hours, um, other than being unconscious at times. You're getting exhausted, bud. Right. And the, okay. and the heater is pulling at your eyelids. Uh. Con save 23. Um, you, you're essentially what's going on here is your, your brain is shutting down, not necessarily like dead shutting down, but like you're so mentally exhausted. It feels like, it feels like you have to like force your eyeballs out of socket to keep your eyes open as you guys Ooh. continue down, down oh this uh, cavern trail. Do you need help? Like walking? I need a nap. I'm so sorry. I mean, it is like four o'clock in the morning, if I'm correct. <laughs> like, past my bedtime. Our species are known to go for months at a time without any real amount of rest. I got a really good cat nap earlier uh, in the day, so I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Le- I wasn't unconscious for about a minute. Yeah, i sorry about that. <laughs> well, you, you did get a little bit of a stimulation there from Lit. You know, it seemed, you seem to have a good pep in your step for a little while. I see you crashing now. Second. Oh, yeah, that was uh, some false hope. 
Yeah, maybe you have a, a, a second wind that you can use. <laughs> Meta joke. No, I do not. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading my notes. Uh, I uh, would like to roll uh, another meditation check to see kind of how far away we are from that, that, that power source that I had detected at the front of the dungeon or at the mm. door. Sure, yeah. Um, it's at disadvantage. It's starting to get fucking hot. And you can actually can feel wafts of heat coming from below you. Couldn't do that again if I tried. Fifteen on both die. Um, Damn! Holy shit! So that's that was a religion check before. So that's eighteen. Okay. Um, and your cat your cat form kind of gives over to this type of like meditation, and the warmth actually puts you into an immediate like cat-like slumber. I love it. It feels great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, that makes one of us. And <laughs> you can tell that the source of this energy that you had first uh, like attuned yourself to in the beginning of the temple is virtually within the next room. Where um, I would like to say that the reason that I'm kind of okay with this is that, that the temple, you know, where I used to train, you know, there was it was an active volcano. And we used to hang out down there. And, you know, his monks do that. They control their body temperature, right? That's, yeah. a, that's a thing that Tibetan I monks think, do, yeah, right? I've heard of that. Like they yeah. make themselves hotter. I've seen know? ones that can get kicked in the nuts and not flame. <laughs> yeah. Or like put a drill up to I'm their not, skin. A concrete mm-hmm. drill to their abdomen. I'm not that. Fine. I'm not that. I'm not that monk. <laughs> I'm the body temperature monk. Oh you God. can definitely kick me in the nest. I, I definitely in middle school thought psionics were real and definitely convinced myself that by changing the chi levels in parts of my skin, I could uh, change the heat of my skin. But I don't know if I was ever actually meditating to the point of controlling my body temperature. So I won't go so far as to say. I have a lot of stories. I like figured that. it out. Right? Oh my God. I got so involved in that. So anyway. um, it's like in the next room, like, do I see a door? So you're not seeing any physical structures. You are just sensing like energy levels. Uh huh. Uh, not like Dragon Ball Z energy right, levels. What does the scouter like, say about his power levels? It's over 9,000. It's wafting heat from the bottom of the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's a lot of power. You get the sense that this... Uh, it's really close. It's very, yeah, very close. Yeah. I just kind of like, all right, well, we, we need to hurry up and get out of here so we get this boy to sleep. You know, it looks like he's about to fall over. Can you give me another con save? Because I don't know. Let's say, you know, how long was Harmu meditating really? In the I, past, I feel like you said you could, like, yeah, I feel like you could tell us how long I've been meditating of, of uh, anybody. Two minutes, Kensington. You stand still for two minutes and try not to pass out. Fifteen. It. You barely like jerk your head awake as like you knock it onto the to the side of the wall where you're standing next to. Well, please lead uh, the way. He's falling over. All right, I jet forward uh, and just start running down the. I'm behind you. You just start running. I just start running down. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go right into a trap. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you 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 start running and you're you're going downhill. Um, I'm assuming that you guys follow after. Yes. At the same pace, or yeah, at a jog. As fast as I can keep up, I'm pretty light, so I'm pretty sure I can just jog and keep up as well. Okay, so you keep up. Kensington kind of lags behind slightly. Um, Harmu, you roll around the corner. Um, uh, with your claws like kind of clattering and picking up speed to the left, you're more jumping and landing in spots than you are actually running with your paws. Right, like every four stairs or something. Mm-hmm. And you look in front of you um, and you actually slide to a halt because you now notice that the source of the heat seems to be a flowing magma off in a distance in a room ahead of you. Um, but between you and that magma in that chamber, that, that hot 
liquid molten rock is flowing through. You see a, another rickshaw carved in doorway out of the rock that is once again um, barred with a tight rope of Shiminawa. Is that the section in the middle there that kind of cuts inward? Okay. And the Shiminawa, that was the, that's the thick rope stuff that kept, yeah, out, that kept out the bad energies. A second ward. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, technically, this would be the third ward if the first oh, one hadn't, hadn't been broken. Been destroyed. You're right. So, and then we probably wouldn't have, you know, got hit with those shadow monsters that made us weak. Oh, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Mm-hmm. Way to put things together. Yeah. I uh, go forward. Did we destroy them? Was that us? No. Oh, okay. It was they just were destroyed when we got here. I see. I see. The, the, yeah, the, the ropes in the front of the main entrance to the cave were uh, already not glowing and in malrepair. Gotcha. I see. Yes. Um, but the one on the bridge, glowing. This one, glowing very much. Glowing very much. Very big much glow. glow. Yes. Nice. Mimi, big glow. Yeah. I mean, that's actually what Harmu saw first skirting into this kind of entrance way um, and then saw the magma and the heat behind it. So uh, the Shimin- Shiminawa. Shiminawa. Is that over another bridge? No. It's just the doorway. It's just in front of the doorway? Yes. Okay. Um, and the room leads to this pool. Does uh, Do I see like a way over this pool of lava or do I just see the pool of lava? You don't see a pool of lava, you see a flowing of lava from your right to the left. Um, I go up to the Shiminawa, kind of just go underneath it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm following uh, behind give you. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Nine. Okay, you feel the hairs on the back of your neck like kind of stand up, um, and you can 100% tell that something or someone is magically watching you. Bet. Uh, I follow. And I'm right behind Archon. Okay, you guys all walk in, and um, it's it's hot as fuck. Like Kensington, just from Kensington and Harmu, just from the heat, give me a con save. Um, you, you walk in, and it's it's like an oven in here. You who spilled all of my relatives' guts out here? Eighteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Um, you guys are fine. Not gonna take any damage from it, but you're getting really like super sweaty, uncomfortable. You guys turn. You walk. You walk under the the sh- the, sh- the the twisted rope, um, a little bit higher up than previous uh, installments. And as you turn and twist to the left, following the flow of the lava, you see that it actually flows into and creates essentially a moat or a separated island within the remainder of this room, which is about 40 to 50 feet back. Mm -hmm. There's essentially, just imagine there was like lava flowing around the edges of it. In the center of this kind of molten rock island um, in this room, you see a masterful, beautiful, what you could only assume to be a shrine. The shrine appears to be a full-grown, gargantuan um, a sculpture of a dragon with azurite plate scales, amazonite translucent body, and a moonstone aura illuminating itself and the room around this chamber. This dragon sculpture is twisted in a shape around another sculpture actually a statue of a woman everybody give me a perception or an investigation check okay kensington you can do this one at advantage oh yay 11 13 18 19 11 harmu 
This person looks familiar and you can't place it. 13, uh, Archon, like, you you are seeing and feeling that too, and, like, just the idea of it is on the tip of your tongue. Hmm. Kensington, that statue looks exactly like your love, Lynn. I was just... I could already see that. See yeah, yeah, same. I don't love that face no more. <laughs> Why does that look so familiar? It's Lynn. Oh. Oh. I, I reach into face. my bag of holding... And I pull out this little set of spectacles, and I put them on, <laughs> and I look over at the island, and I, mm, I'll be damned. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I take the spectacles off and put them back in my bag. Uh, you guys refocus your view, and uh, you know, with with streaming waterfalls of molten rock uh, coming into this, but never overflowing on the island of, of these statues. You see that this dragon wrapped around this statue of what appears to be Lynn. They both appear to be happy and smiling. And as you notice that, you look up in her hair and there is a beautiful gold and brassy bronze marbled comb piece in the hair of the statue. I'd be willing to bet the 40 gold that I originally lost in episode two, but no one knew about that that's the comb we're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) No one still knows. I'm concerned that if we take it, something is going to be, like, released. I did say that in character out loud, too, so, I mean, if you want to try and notice that, I'm like... (laughs) I forgot. Yeah, I'm confused. Roll a history check. Four, five, Four. five. You have no idea what Hermu's even talking about. <laughs> I'm like, that sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, you, I'm betting it again. <laughs> so I'm again. I'm afraid that if we take this, we're gonna get like fucked. Well, you know, let's think logically here, right? This is what we're coming. What we come here to get, right? Yeah. We have established that this is not a part of the dragon's horde, or at least the last one that we talked to. True. So, I don't know. Maybe we can just give it a shot. Are we really gonna take it back to Lynn? Uh, what other options do we have? Like, realistically. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, who wants to do the honors? And then me and uh, Archon kind of look at Kensington. Anyone? As, Anyone? As soon as I notice that, I like I squint, and I'm like looking up at the ceiling. I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Oh. Well, it. What? What's up? Hmm? What? What are we doing? Hmm? We, we we gotta go over there. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> um, I, I want to. Uh, maybe you should. Uh, maybe uh, you should give it a shot. I, I want to roll. I don't want to jump across lava. Like, I feel like that's a good way to die. Uh, Can I I, I take (laughs) some looks around this room, uh, real perception or investigation to try and find the best way to get to this? Sure, 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 sure. So you're, you're, yeah, go ahead and roll. Um, Just trying to get a read on the room. Uh, That's a 22 investigation. Okay, that's really good. Okay, so the main flow of lava that you had seen from the outside of the doorway, um, as it twists and coils down into the pit, um, you actually see that there is a shelf of rock uh, above and behind it. Um, And through there, you can kind of tell that there are, it may or may not have been intentionally carved. you, you can't necessarily tell a reason or why, but you can tell that there is uh, not just that, but kind of a trailway that leads up into a cavern above it. Um, 
and as well um, in the the cavernous walls around like kind of like this lava this lava pit where there's like some bubbling molten rocks popping in and out. Uh, you can tell that the wall, though it would be difficult, you might be able to uh, scale it or climb it. Um, or if somehow, some way, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, get Kratos. Like maybe you could uh, swing a rope or something. How high is this ledge? Uh, so the ledge, um, the flow of lava goes mm -hmm. down and then the shelf ledge behind it um it is only three at its lowest point it's about three foot above that lava um that lava stream itself is probably only about four foot wide um and then it goes upwards to the right and to the left okay hell um i i'm almost tall enough to Arthur just like the one pick or pick you up and like set you across like pick me up and put me on that shelf and then I go over to the back and try to get to it from there. Is that what we're saying? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I didn't true. see that light until just now. Oh. Oh, good boy. Yeah, me neither. Uh, all right, well, I mean... Does it look like you could climb it easily? It looks like I could maybe give it a shot. Uh, could I do something to make it smoother for you? Uh, want me to throw you? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Could I cast? Is it because my strength is down? Mold uh, Earth on any part of the wall to make it less difficult. Um, so using it on rock and stone. Oh right. It's difficult terrain. So I would say that climbing technically is difficult terrain, regardless of how you so do it. I would say if like any one of you were decided like I want to climb these rocks and you stayed on one side and focused, then yeah, you could make it to where they would climb it at advantage. However, the range of the spell is thirty feet. And the statue uh, rock in the center is about 60 foot away from you guys. Uh, so I can be like put up on this shelf by Kensington and kind of walk my way to the back. I think that's that's something that's With it. some dice rolls in the realm could, of possibility. You could see it working. Uh, and that would be acrobatics checks, right? Um, because I'd be uh, like uh, acrobat type rope walking almost uh, around this. Balance focused. Yeah, I would say as goats cling to the sides of mountains, it's based on balance and so. the balance and finesse. And yeah. Sure. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna put me up there. Oh. Whoa. That was cool, cool. awesome. <laughs> Can we keep that? No. <laughs> Can you put me up there? Can you put me uh, up on Where that? Where are they? Put me up on that shelf up there, uh, real quick. Uh. uh I'll try my best. Or, well, actually, you know, I look at Kensington and I actually go up to Archon. I actually, I'd rather you do it. Um, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm still back to smile and thumbs up. <laughs> you know, Archon's like eight foot tall, right? Like, so you know, a little bit yeah, easier. Yeah, I'll for pick them. you up and uh, set you on the stone shelf. And I guess I start acrobatic my way across this shelf. Um, okay. Um, with Archon helping you with mold earth, um, you're going to need to give me three checks. Two of them are going to be at advantage. I'm trying to make specific uh, stepping places. Yeah, yeah, that you can grab onto that I think are easier for cat paws to stand on. So the first one, that was a 19 <laughs> on this die, mm -hmm. plus eight, so 27 for the first one. Yep. So you are snaking up and down as little rock shelves are appearing in front of you from Archon, uh, concentrating and 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 pulling pieces of earth out of the wall. Um, and you make it about a third of the way across the lava. Getting hot, though. Second one is going to be nine plus eight, 17. 17 passes, um, but give me a 
constitution saving throw as the heat gets unbearable in this in this room. Natural 20. Nat 20. Okay, yeah. So you are focused. You're keeping it cool. Like you were saying with, with monks and, and uh, being able to control your body temperature, it's spot on right now. Yep, you know, I love it whenever the things I say out of my ass just work with the dice rolls. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one's not an advantage. Correct. Sorry, you're going to need to do this one on your own. Nine plus eight, another 17. Okay, 17 um, gets you barely to the edge. Your claws just find purchase at the edge of this. I'm holding on by my dew claw. Yeah, give me a dexterity saving throw as like you're starting to drag towards the edge of this uh, center pool. Uh, 18. Okay, yeah, you cling your claws into and root into the uh, the hot rock below you, push yourself up lightly and then scramble up and you are now on the platform with the statue. Uh, my my little tail uh, just barely like touches the tip of the lava like uh, and I like I sense it happening and I'm like oh, wow. like <laughs> like right before it goes in. You take one point of damage. That's fine. <laughs> you just hear clapping and cheering from the other side. <laughs> I stand up on two legs and do a bow. Uh, Very well done. Very done, Harmu. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, and now I inspect this uh, dragon statue. Okay. Um... What, yeah, what uh, you can roll, you can roll whatever you want. I mean, you, you roll investigation. Um, religion. You want to roll religion? Fourteen. Okay. Um, hold on just a sec. Nope. Um, with that check, without even going into a meditative state, you can tell that this statue is exactly the entity in which you had been perceiving throughout this tunnel. Like this is the spiritual focal point of this temple. All right, and before I touch it, I check for traps. Uh, give me a perception check. Twelve. You don't find any traps, but there are some cool uh, little tiny rocks in the ground. Cool little tiny rocks? Yeah. What kind of rocks? Like, they look like blackened pumice. Like igneous. Igneous yes. rocks. Ooh. I uh, use my mage hand and dump those in my bag yeah. while I'm uh, inspecting this. You got you grab three golf ball-sized-ish uh Thomas rocks. Hmm. You hear a faint. Hey, were those rocks? Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a problem with rocks? No, I'm over there like kicking my feet. I'm like, I like rocks. <laughs> don't, worry. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry. I got one. I got one for you. Uh, and uh, I guess I, I'm going to try and get this comb. Um, what do I need to do in order to get this? I go up to it and I, I, I sniffed a little dragon cloth, you know, like yeah, I checked the, for traps. This, I didn't see anything. This dragon statue is huge. It's like the top of its head gets up to be like eight, 80 feet in the air. Okay. And the statue of presumably Lynn is just below that. Probably like her, that top of her head is at 60 feet. That changes. You are standing at the foot, literal foot of the statue of Lynn with the tail of the dragon caressing it. Well, I guess I would like to go up the tail of the dragon. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me acrobatics checks as you ninja up this. That statue. changes the perspective a lot. I had no idea the statue yeah, was that big. Huge. Seventeen. I just keep getting seventeens. Uh, <laughs> we'll take it. That's a really good positive roll. If you get another seventeen, it'll be a crit. Uh, but just this one time. 
Um, just because probability is a thing. <laughs> um, it's like the third one in a row for acrobatics. So the fourth one, like, yeah, that's a crit, bro. Uh, so he's like, now I'm not going to uh, use my dice at all until I want to. <laughs> you serpentine uh, climb up the statue, and uh, you're, you're diving in between the different uh, scales and flares on the back of uh, this dragon's spine. Um, and as you get higher and higher and higher, you get close to the head, and you feel like a shocking wave of that spiritual in energy. Archon, you don't have to roll this. Yes. Harmu and Kensington, you need to give me constitution saving throws. Oh! I use my inspiration. Kensington, nice. you're at disadvantage. You had to say that as soon as I roll good. Do, do, do. Nine. Oof, you guys traded. Nat one. Okay. I had a nat one. So <laughs> I had a 19. Archon, give me a perception check, and I will describe what has just happened. Absolutely. Uh, perception? Mm -hmm. Seven. What do I see with my choose, keen eyes? Choose <laughs> one of your allies to for me to narrate from your perspective on what's happening. Um, Kensington, I'm right next to him. Okay, um, you're standing over there, and Kensington was talking about rocks, and you were probably like, I'll get you some rocks later. Don't worry worry about it. You actually noticed that Kensington, like, maybe was, was he counting the rocks as he kicked them? But the kicks are getting slower and slower and slower. Then Kensington completely zonks out. His eyelids close in a heavy motion and he slumps onto a wall. You, oh my god! Go Kensington, are you okay? Uh, you're full asleep, bud. And I spent a lot of time unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, he's full asleep, and you look over to Harmu to kind of, you know, see like Harmu, like yeah. Uh, you see Harmu has made it up to the shoulder of the statue of Lin, and for whatever reason, spun around in a circle and passed out. Are they like like fell asleep? Is he okay on like, the statue? You're on the statue, sh the shoulder of the Lin statue. Uh -huh. You I just curled up. You just you just. Okay, I, I did this oh. consciously. You, I didn't fall asleep and fall. That's what I'm just making sure no, of you here. Fall asleep and fall. Like <laughs> good, good. You got exhausted as you were cresting the ridge uh, that got you to Lynn's shoulder, and it, that w wave of energy happened. Put and, me to sleep. And put you to sleep. Okay. I'm like, mm, um, yes, this is nice. And then I go to sleep on the, <laughs> on the shoulder. So here's what I'm going to say. And this is metagame from here. Who we pan to is going to be your choice. Archon. No matter how hard you try, these guys are asleep for a full eight hours. What? Yeah. They, uh, they are out. Like, both of them? They wake up around sometime eight hours later, and, you know, how you interact within this time is up to you, but that's your cutscene. Um, Harmu, your cutscene is while you're asleep, and Kensington, your cutscene is while, while you are asleep. So you guys cool. tell me. In Let's which start order. with Archon, um, like him noticing them. us go. I'm sorry, them noticing us go to sleep and like having what to happens. rescue both of you from possible immediate peril, and still somehow get the item we need. Or actually, would it make more sense to do the dream sequences first? And, and then, then solve that. Narratively, this will flow any way I want it to for what I have for you guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, this literally is your choice. Who wants to go first? You could even roll for initiative if you wanted. That's a good idea. Don't add your decks. Just flat roll. 17. Two. Nine. Okay. Nine, nine, nine. Okay. Unless you... Can I choose to go... To reverse it? Last. So... Um, actually, no. I want to go first. I'll go first. That's okay. fine. Harmu... For a while, you have no idea what's even going on. One moment you were conscious climbing the statue and the next, it's almost like nothing. It's like when you first wake up in the morning from a long sleep and it's been hours, but you don't know 
how long it's been. You are back in that that same kind of non-Euclidean space that you were when you first saw Fu. And after a while, you your subconsciousness hones into the fact that this is not just being asleep. You start to take your spiritual energy and meditate, and you slowly realize that you are in the depth and the heart of this temple. In this unconscious state, you sense that the dragon statue that you're essentially nestled in is the last physical remnant of Fu because you feel Fu's presence here. Okay. You are confused at first because when you first met Fu, it was outside of the mountain and there was like a physical body to it. And you're starting to get the sense now that that wasn't even Fu. It was like some sort of pre-recorded or protective sort of mantra that, that he had placed on this temple. It's like an image of him. Yes. Almost like Horcrux vibes. Yes. And this, this statue, this energy that you feel now is actually him. And it's like he's asleep or in limbo, but doesn't know it. Okay. Give me a religion check. Well, uh, you start to sense images and and feelings and fleeting emotions, and um, you see dreamlike memories of Fu himself um, sprouting from the 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 head of this statue. You see an image of this youngish, long bearded, blue robe wearing man wielding a sword and um, standing uh, standing with a proud grin in front of the, the base of uh, Mount Fuji, where you met him, mm-hmm. on the rock. And as you, the vision pans over, you see someone painting on the edge, making a painting of him. And then you see Lin. Um, give me another religion check. Is Lin the one doing the painting? Yes. Okay. Um, You hear a lot of joyous sounds laughing. You hear a lot of uh, people talking and sometimes shouting. And in the final end of it, uh, you see Fu looking angry and shouting, but you can't understand him. And it looks like he's in an argument with Lin. Okay. Um, Give me one more religion check. 18. With an 18, um, and as this memory pops up, Fu recognizes your presence and now knows that you're there. And a slight sense of recognition of you comes into this next memory that you see. Um, You see Fu proposing to Lin um, and giving her this ornate comb um, as a present you see as soon as it touches her hands and she looks at it like a hellish grin appears across her face. She puts it on and you see nine spectral tails sprout from the back of Lin's body. Um, You see Fu getting angry again and you sense the presence of Fu that's there with you, freeze it, and he speaks to you and he says, well, traveler, I see that you've made it this far. Yeah, I didn't get eaten by the dragon at the front, then uh, didn't mess with that statue that I had a weird aura about it, and then uh, 
didn't get burned by lava, and uh, then I fell asleep, and now I'm talking to you. Yeah, managed to get here. Well, with that, I think that more important matters would be at hand. Do you realize the gravity of, a, of the task that you have? Well, uh, I'm not, uh, from what I just saw, it looks like Lynn's gonna be like super evil whenever I give her this comb. I already think she's super evil, but she's gonna be even super more evil once I give her this comb. He shakes his head and says, then there were parts of it that you must have missed. Yeah, I had some bad religion roles. Bad religion is a state of mind and a state of being. I understand this. And a really cool band. <laughs> it's a battle Um, So he kind of like takes, hit, like focuses. You can tell that he's really focusing, like almost as if he's straining to produce and show you this memory that he now begins to narrate. Um, and you see the image of a young moon elf woman washing up on the shores of Jahavan. And you see instantly on the collar on her right collarbone is the Zodian Pisces sigil and he begins to explain he says when I met her her name was lost to time either she had amnesia or something worse however she was the first to what has been known as the Zodian warriors of Pisces and she named herself Fuzuyuki um, the memory pans forward and he explains to you like how he took her in and were, was essentially trying to help her get back onto her feet and loving, insert loving montage here yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually they fall in love, yes and um, she becomes a very powerful uh, Zodian warrior wielding a massive katana. Um, I recognize said katana. You absolutely recognize said <laughs> katana. It is the exact one that you had procured from shoe shop. Hmm. Um, he goes on to explain and he says, um, the person that you know is Lin. For how long, I do not know. Or rather, this slumber that I am, I, I am in prevents me from remembering. But... At some point, she had been tricked by a kitsune spirit, possessed by this evil quarry fox-like spirit. When I gave her the comb in proposal of marriage, she had smiled and said, now this island is mine. And he moves forward a little bit more and in this, a huge fight between the two break out. Eventually, um, he removes the comb from her hand, from Lynn's hands, and freezes her in a block of ice. You see two souls exit the block of ice. One is a spectral appearance of Lynn in the moon elf form, and one is a spectral appearance of. Fuzuyuki, and you can only really tell the difference because Fuzuyuki has her sigil. Uh, with that, uh, uh, Fu actually panics, rushes over, and grabs Fuzuyuki's soul in a bright flash, disappears, and camera panning over, um, it is inside of the Temple of Okumiya, using his entire life force 
he tells you, I banished the mountain from this land in order to protect her living soul, forged it into this statue that you see here, and have been protecting it with my influence for my entire life. The comb on this statue can either be used to free both of their souls or destroy them. But with one, there must be another. So it's a, if I kill one, they both die. If I save one, they both die. You see him like solemnly acknowledge. Okay, so the limb that I've been talking to is the Cory spirit. Not Cory spirit, is the, uh, is the um, Kitsune. Yes, so, so essentially like kind of world building. It is a Kitsune spirit, but also considered a Cory spirit. So, uh, um, okay, hold on. So either I kill one and they both die. If I save one, they both live. And the limb that I've been talking to is this Kitsune spirit. Indeed, Traveler. Well, have you ever heard of the word Quarry Spirit? That's what she kind of identified as whenever I spoke to her. You can tell just in its weakened quasi-conscious state that he does not know nor has the energy to try. Like, you can tell that this life force is hanging by a thread and probably has been for a while. So well, what do you want me to do here? You know, I've got the, 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 this Kitsune spirit has kind of got me on a contract to get this thing for her. And if I go out back with it, I'm probably dead. So uh, what do we need? What, what do you want from me? He says, I wish for you to set my love free. And if that means freeing her as well, unfortunately, not being a part of the material plane does not allow me to handle the aftermath of that woman walking Lavancia. The lady that I've been speaking to, she's not free already. I mean, I've seen her walking around and I've interacted with her. He shakes his head and he says, I have, through magical means, bound her spirit to this island. Uh, And he kind of gives you like a brief flashback to the block of ice. Oh, uh, and um, I would like to, at this point, roll a history check for something that I remember, but I don't know if Harmu does. Okay. And that's the block of ice in Shoe's shop. Uh, in that's the, what uh, I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, and I want to know. I want to see if a if Harmu remembers it, mm-hmm. and if it's the same block of ice that I'm seeing in these visions. Okay. Ooh. That's a 19 history. Identical. Okay, so um. I put two and two together, and I'm like, oh, well, so I think I just learned something about one of our, uh, one of the people we met whenever we first got into Javan. He's a gigantic fucking liar. Uh, and on that note, so how do I go about saving Lynn and uh, 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 unfortunately releasing the spirit into the world, or vice versa, what's the other process? Um... There's like a low grumble and a dissonant, dissonant fading in and out of this person's like consciousness. It's almost as if they're thinking, but the energy of it is far, far too, too vast for them to maintain both their spiritual presence talking to you and recollecting and reminiscing. Eventually it comes back and resurfaces and he says, well, traveler, it, it seems that you like myself, we're a trainer of Zodian warriors. Yeah, I got two new ones down there. Uh, 
And I, I, I point with my paw in a, in a general direction. I don't know if it's the right one, but go like, oh, over there. Your your subconscious accidentally produces like a dozen mage hands of your style and points in the same direction as your paw. Yeah. Like, ding, 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 ding. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I can give you my knowledge and training of spiritual, spiritualism and monk capabilities in order to both help defend yourself against any potential threat in this situation, but also to ensure that you can aid in some way in releasing Uzuyuki. Oh, got me. Okay, that's that's cool. You know, I you know I used to be a really really powerful monk. Now I'm a cat, so you know it's been really hard learning how to do monk stuff again. It's not working the way it used to. I can't get drunk anymore, and I can just see. So, or I can, but it just doesn't affect me the same. Uh, when you go into little tirades, and you have been, it seems like the consciousness like fades out and is like barely like listening in the background. Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, I'd, I'd love to learn from you. And uh, if that's you know the route that you're trying to go, cool. But you, just, how do I save? Let you, you still do. I just give this Corey the comb and, you know, she'll you do said it herself. That you were in a bound contract with the spirit, correct? Correct. And she intends to use it to save her soul. Right, and then that will then save, okay, got you, I'm tracking, I'm understanding. Is, you probably don't want me to ask this, but again, is there any way to do the opposite or are you just not gonna tell me that? Destroy both of them, in the case, just so I don't accidentally do that. If you destroy the comb, you destroy them both. If you return the comb to the frozen statue that I have shown you, it will save them both. Got you. All right, cool. Um, well, I guess that's... Do you need me to do anything else? Uh, you want anything from me? Once the deed is done, my love and I will transpire from this planet and finally move on to a better place. He grumbles for a little while and a little bit more contemplation, and he says... But if you take the last of my astral essence, I will be able to remain intact with this plane long enough for you to free her. And with that, like you feel like a surge of spiritual energy coming from the dragon statue mm -hmm. into you. Um, and mechanically, this is where you're leveling up to three and okay. you get your monk archetype. Okay. Um, and also, lastly, he says, whatever it takes, traveler, please free Fuzuyuki. I, I will I'll do my best at that. And uh, that is the end of that little cutscene. So uh, now we're actually going to pan over to Kensington, because as I said, Archon, these, these guys were asleep for almost eight hours, like out. Kensington. You're, you're actually like getting some solid sleep, bud. Like your brain is re-energizing from this because you've just been beaten and exhausted and shot and burned and just <laughs> fucked up. Like your body has completely zombied out. About time. But um, Archon, if and when it gets to the case, you know, several hours into it, you would start to see REM activity behind his eyelids. And during this time, Kensington, um, you are back once again, in that cloudscape dreamland that you tend to go to. 
for a moment you're just laying down on the clouds like super duper happy just looking up and seeing meteors and and comets going by and after a while like you sense something's off and your alert triggers Mm -hmm. and you whip out your sword and block another sword uh from cutting your head off roll initiative whoa I scream, Archon, why? <laughs> it echoes like the soundscape. Archon, why? 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 Demons, 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 demons. <laughs> I got a uh, 19. That's actually my favorite Kensington quote in the whole episode. Is it? Demons. First thing he says, demons. <laughs> uh, Kensington, you block this blade and you leap to your feet like all of a sudden you're in very nice gear. Like this is gear that you would love to wear. It's it's. It's like someone had infused mithril mesh plating into the lining of a badass, well-tailored uh, Canadian tuxedo. And that's sexy. <laughs> and right. uh, you get up quick as a flash and the runes on your, on your katana shine bright and standing in front of you, wielding the exact same katana in like a badass, uh, like ninja style flowing robe, you see Lynn and mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. looks at you and screams, who are you? What are you doing here? And it's actually your first up in combat. Okay. Lynn, I thought we were friends. Wait, we're not, you bitch. How the fuck do you know Lynn? You are Lynn. What'd you roll? A 19 on the die. Uh, so yeah, you hit her. Oh, uh, do, do, do. I forgot what my katana does. 2d6. Ooh, 10. 10, yeah. 10. okay. <laughs> So yeah, you you pull yourself off and swing as she's yelling like, she takes the blow, sidesteps a little bit, and then kicks you. Give me an opposed athletics check. Nine. Uh, she, with an 11, kicks you and you stumble back, uh, but not falling to the ground, just losing balance. And she goes to swing at you two times. Not good. Yo. Dade. Two natural 20s. Two nat ones. Two nat ones. What? So Double crit fail. That's what I really like to hear whenever the DM rolls murder dice. Here's here's what we're saying. Um, she goes to cut into you and you say, how do you know Lynn? And she, well, she says that. Or she says, how do you know Lynn? And how did you respond before? You're Lynn. Uh, she actually staggers and stops. Like she goes to swing once and then stops and like gets scared and freaked out. And then she like raises her sword up again and like looks at you super hostile and starts crying. Like not, not like sobbing, but like just angry, hot tears streaming down her face. And she says, I'm not fucking Lynn. That bitch stole my entire life. I'm not falling for this Lynn. I was under your thrall once. Never again. You gonna swing on her? Yep. That one. Whoa. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of taken back that she says she's not Lynn. She you go to swing and through the anger and gritted teeth, you see her hold up her offhand and your sword disappears from your hand and appears in her hand as you as you swing it and she's now holding both of these katanas and not only are they infused with like that blue glacial light but as soon as she has them both like her whole body like super saiyan like icy shards and shit like lights up her eyes glow and the zodian sigil on her chest like a like next to her collarbone shines bright 
She screams with a fury. She says, I am Fuzuyuki, the first Zodian Pisces and protector of Jahavan. Who are you to Lin? I am her enemy now, and that's my tattoo. Quit stealing my shit. The fury of, of these like frigid winds like whip around her for a second, but then slowly like calm down just ever so slightly. And like the glow in her eyes like dulls a little bit. And she says, are, what do you mean? That's, this is my sigil. Who are you? I unbutton my badass denim armor. Like when you uh, throw your jacket back around your elbows and yeah. I turn around and I show her my back. And it's glowing like intensely bright, like matching the same color as hers. And she just like partially goes slack jawed for a second, takes a step back and just shakes her head and says, I don't, I, the energy completely dies down. The glow in her eyes is gone. And she says, I, am I dead? I look at my sword in her hand and I try to will it back into mine like she did. Give me, <laughs> give me just a flat D20. She, she can keep it. <laughs> I got another nat one. <laughs> I didn't want it that bad anyways. Uh, she notices this and she's just like, and a and a child and a child. I. She, Whoa, hey, come on! I've hit puberty. She kind of shakes her head and like ignores the comet and like, uh, she puts that first sword away and still holding yours. She says, "Did does this have to do, did food do this? Where are we? Um, I've been here before. It, this is one of my dreams. Lynn brought me here. You're not Lynn." As, as you claim. Her eyes like flare up a little, but then like uh, die back down. <laughs> you got two swords. My bad. You're not Lynn. You're not Lynn. I get it. Uh, she brought me here before, put me under some mind control spell, and was trying to get me to murder one of my friends. And I almost did it. But we found Shu. Not Shu. Fu. That's the one. And he brought us here. And now we're here. <laughs> she is just like at a loss for words for quite a while. And eventually she like calmly and, and square shouldered, like walks over to you and hands you the katana. Uh, All the uh, like veins in my head go away as I quit trying to will it back. Because <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> she looks confused as if like you were trying to hide a fart from her or something. And <laughs> she looks at you and she, she says, well, then who are you, Dolin? I, this is a long story, but my name is Fuzuyuki. I, I don't, I still truly don't know my origins, um, but I am the first Pisces Zodian and who was my husband or my husband to be. Um, she gets another angry look in her face as she grimaces and says, and she says, Lynn, she was a spirit tied to this land far, far back, right after the, uh, the cataclysm destroyed most of the planet. She shakes her head and she says, those were chaotic times all over the entire globe as far as I understood it. But 
she was just one of the few aberrations or whatever the fuck that bitch was. Just one of the few things that could just possess you and, and take control of you. Um, she did that for me and she, she shakes her head and she looks at you and she says, why am I telling you all of this? Is that why you look exactly alike? She gets like, you see her get fucking pissed and she like, kind of like punches you in the shoulder, like hard, like not hard enough, but like punches you in the shoulder. She's just like, fuck off. That bitch is ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I still got the hoss for a little bit. <laughs> oh, she, wait, I mean, it's like the hoss for, for her. <laughs> yep. She just shakes her head and she says, I'm ignoring all of this. I, I don't feel like I, we have much time and I feel like this has had to have happened for a reason. If you're the next Pisces, then I have to teach you what I know. Do we have time? She says, all you need to know is that your sigil ties you to the entity that gives you your power. Yeah. She, um, she shakes her head and she just says, take out your katana and hold it. I take it out and I hold it really tight. <laughs> She, Hoping she doesn't take it away from me again. <laughs> she like moves over, wraps you on the back of your head, and she goes, no, you have to feel it. This is an, ex an extension of your body. And not just that, it's your soul too. And she looks at you as she rotates and moves back in front of you. And she says, the power of the Pisces dragon within these katanas is that of the ice dragon king. Oh, okay. Um... So am I like his sidekick or something? She looks at you and says, yeah, I mean, at this rate, probably. Yeah, at, at this rate. Fuck yeah, that's cool. All right, um, uh, extension of my soul in my hands that you stole from me. Um, what now? She says, close your eyes and imagine your most hated enemy. I picture the Gresh. Gresh. <laughs> Koresh. The Gresh. Greg. I, I picture the Greg. I picture Greg. He was another slave and he the was cook. an <laughs> Greg the cook from... <laughs> Anyways. Greg tried to steal your pickaxe from you. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> so you're, you're picturing uh, the Kresh and uh, maybe even you're thinking back to the moment that you saw in that memory on the bridge of uh, one of them attacking Fala. With your eyes closed, you just feel this deep, cold, icy well of strength from inside of you. And you feel it transfer from your soul, essentially, into your katana. You open your eyes and the sigils are all lit up in bright blue. And she's standing in front of you and pulls her katana and the same thing happens, she says. And now we begin. Um, mechanically, mm -hmm. she's... You're, you're also leveling up to three, getting your archetype. Dope. Um, and uh, that like the rest of the dream is her training you in combat. Cool. Oh, All right. yeah. So and now I know how to activate my sword. Yes. Parry. No, I said parry, not block. Parry. Imagine Lynn with a katana exactly like yours, just kicking your ass for hours and teaching you cool <laughs> shit. I'm, kind of, I'm down with that. <laughs> Can you say dodge, duck, fun. dip, dive, and dodge in Lynn's voice? <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge, dodge, damn it. If you can dodge a bridge, you can dodge a sword. <laughs> if you can dodge a dumb spirit, bitch, you can dodge a sword. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't dodge her, though. <laughs> so, uh, last but not least, 
Okay. Last in the initiative for the cutscenes. Archon, you just saw Kensington pass the fuck out and you look over to Harmu and looks like he's just curling up, taking a cat nap on the statue of Lin's shoulder. Uh, Harmu? What are you doing? Insert cat purring, snoring here. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly really decent. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty damn good. <laughs> um, God, I don't even know what to... I guess now I have to try to get over there. Um, I'm going to... Is is Kensington okay? You said he was slumped against the wall. Has he fallen or anything? Oh, just kind of like, you know that he's used to sleeping on rock and stone in caves, but you can check it out. I, is he near the lava? No. Okay. No. Then I'm going to assume he's going to be okay for the next couple of minutes, and I'm going to try to make my way over to the statue. Um. Okay. How do you get there? I'm going to try to hop across the uh, pedestals in the in the lava, the rocks, because surely they're not like just tiny one foot wide circles in the ground. Immovable rod. Oh yeah, duh. Goodness. Uh, yeah. Okay. I let me think about how exactly I want to do this, because I'm definitely not. My first instinct was like, put the staff in the lava. No. <laughs> um, how about? Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. No. No, yeah, do it. Well, and so the immovable rod, uh, it, you can set it in any place in space, right? Yes. So, I mean, you could theoretically set it up like a like a, like a ballet bar, you know. I am not going like... to balance beam my way across this. Um. Okay. So using you, you um pull out your uh, conduit weapon and the aluminum swirling into the meteorite just makes it like super cool looking and also like it was it's like light like. The meteorite makes it heavy, but, but the, the aluminum, aluminum is... makes the body of it lighter. Yeah. Um, so despite it being like nearly a, a full meter long, it's it's still light and dexterous to yes. wield. Um, you, you uh, having identified it earlier, know the properties of this item and having a really good understanding of like physics and, and uh, like how centrifugal force works, mm -hmm. you can roll, so you can roll, uh, acrobatics on your jump and science on getting across with the immovable rod just using the physics of it okay um but we're gonna say it's gonna be uh three series uh jump science jump science jump science gotcha okay. yeah um <clears throat> i'll roll them at the same time i don't well no that's not how that works i can't do that you could if you wanted to do, I just two, name two, a die, I have one to, yeah um yeah I'll keep track of that. I don't have a science stat yet. We haven't worked on that. It's your int plus proficiency. Int plus proficiency. Yeah. Intelligence 14, based ability. 15, 16. So that has a modifier of three, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I wish you could add custom stats to the app. Wait, what's your intelligence modifier? My modifier is plus two. So my score is 14. Your proficiency is two. So your science would be plus four. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. It's not a number stat. You're just giving me the modifier for science. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> Okay, my clear die is going to be the science one. So athletics was the other one, right? It's uh, no acrobatics Sweet. and science. Acrobatics, good. Wow, two nineteens. What the hell are we doing that we're all rolling doubles when we uh, roll two die? With the nineteen acrobatics jump and the nineteen science understanding of it, you actually what what you do is you get a hell of a leap and the heat from the magma slightly alofts your light gaseous body. Hell yeah. And you move a lot farther further than you were expecting. And when you see that your trajectory is going to take you into the lava, that's when you find purchase for the rod in midair, stop, 
swing a little bit and then rock yourself to fly forward. What I'll say is you can now skip one of the checks. Hell so you yeah. can only you only have to do that one more time. All right, come on, hot dogs. Pr- have you guys played uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? Uh, on, no. Yeah. So you know whenever they... they uh, they're going through puzzles and they have to grab onto the these flagpoles to like to, yeah. to spin around and jump and that's just what I'm picturing. Oh, yeah. That's oh, essentially yeah. what's happening. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Very ninja esque. Um I got a let's see, eight plus five is what, thirteen? And that's for the jump? That's for the jump. Okay. Uh, and then seven for my science. Here's what I'll say. You 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 know you botched the jump a little bit and you know like if you glide for too long, you'll end up uh not being able to stop the rod in air in time to make your next so the science was a low roll because you hit the last rock on the ground up till the statue area Mm -hmm. um and you're gonna take a little bit of fall damage from it two points of fall damage okay um but you stop crash into the ground roll a little bit and you're on that last rock okay good yeah uh then i'm just gonna stick the uh the unit weapon in the air and then like kind of shimmy my way across it across the gap is it long enough yeah i okay. mean it's it's three foot long so you would have to stick it essentially in the middle of the two yeah, so like a mini jump like a low dc acrobatics okay and Just... then uh this the science would also be a lower dc as well yeah uh, so just do the same thing. I just wanted time. to take the swinging aspect out of it because I don't want to go flying. Okay, so then let's reduce it to just the acrobatics version. Okay. Nothing too complicated. Hey, a net 20. Hey. 25. So yeah, describe how you do this. Uh, I just place it directly in front of me uh, and slightly above me, and then I just kind of, like, it's in, in the middle of the gap above it, and I just shimmy my way across, and then when I hit the other side, I unclick it, and I... I have my rod back, Boop. my unit weapon. <laughs> and you're like, dang, that was useful. <laughs> I can't believe I ever tried to get around without one of these. <laughs> these customizations on on uh, conduit weapons have been really insane. <laughs> um, I forgot that I was the only one in this scene, so I was like waiting for you guys to respond. Oh, no, this is your like, scene? Yeah, this yeah. is eight hours. Um, so what we'll say is like you spent oh. your first hour doing that. You have seven left. Goodness. It took an hour to get across? It was six seconds. <laughs> um, I just, just for the sake of it, not like being actually eight hours recorded. You know right, I mean? right, right. Yeah. Um, I have to climb up and get the comb. Um, so I guess can I do that with and an the acrobatics cat. and the cat? Yes. But <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, give me um, acrob- <laughs> acrobatics check getting up there. Okay. Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Uh, also using the rod, like just right next to you as like a railing, you just click the button in case you start and to wobble again. and yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah, for extra stability as yeah. I'm climbing up. Um, you get up there and you're essentially right next to Harmu on the shoulder of the statue of Lin. Okay. Um, and the statue is not big enough to like, for both of you to be on it at the same time. So you either have to like pick him up and take him off. Uh, to get to the comb, would, or you have to climb higher and dangle above the comb. Would Harmu's backpack fit on me? The the bag of holding? Yeah. You would have to take it off of him, and it, it would probably work as, like, a bracelet. Because I wanted to uh, to wear it and then, like, put you in it, and then... That was the same train of thought. <laughs> so Harmu would not you. have a long time to, like... You would have to, like, leave my head hanging uh, yeah, out Yeah, yeah, poking or, out like, of it. Yeah, <laughs> that would also be different. It's also um, a very dangerous thing to do. Shoot. 
Let me put Yeah, because if the bag holder rips, and then I'm just dead. Okay. Yeah. So don't do that. No. <laughs> no, I I will just... Uh, There's rope in my bag, but I don't know if you would know that. I mean, I could assume because of, of climbing down the cliff face, uh, but I... You also had to carry Kensington's things, and he had a rope, so you would have no, had... No, Kensington put all of his things in his pouch, in his underwear. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do not have a bag of underwear. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna maneuver the unit weapon in the air such that I can uh, kind of, like swing my way around this side of the statue so that I can like wrap my uh uh my legs around or, or like straddle uh Lynn's shoulders, right? Like, yeah, like acro- get a piggyback. acrobatics chick. Okay, okay. Um, I can't remember a, how to a describe a one, piggyback ride. And a bad one might knock Harmu over. Okay. Uh thirteen plus five eighteen? Uh eighteen you just like barely flick Harmu's uh, chewed off ear on the, like by the earrings uh. um, and his ta- his ear just like flicks a little and does nothing <laughs> um, and you swing yourself up and you're now like essentially straddling the head of this Lin statue and the comb is like right in front of you. Okay. Um, using the unit weapon to brace me so I don't feel like I'm about to fall over just like holding it uh, horizontally in front of me I'm going to try to remove the what is stone, right? I'm seeing that it's made of stone or is it's, it made of metal? It, it looks like it's made of jade or okay. a mixture of like types of jade stone. Okay. Uh, the comb, the jade comb. Oh, no. The comb itself looks like a... Oh, that's what I was... Yeah, that that's is what like I was a, Sorry. I should have said that. It's like golden infused with brown with like chases of silver through it. Okay. So it is metal then. Turtle it appears. I mean, be. you can roll to see if there, if it's metal or not. Oh, okay. Perception, I guess. Investigation. Eight. Um, you've no, you, you can't really tell. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I pull the thing out. Is what I was getting at. <laughs> you pull the thing out. Give me a perception check. E. It it smoothly uh pulls out of like crevices that were designed to hold this comb into place of design for the statue and as it slides out like you hear like a waft of some air i got a seven on your perception um that waft of air like feels cool for a second and you look up and you think you had seen something move over nearby kensington but you you aren't sure you didn't actually see anything Hmm. i uh i put it in my breast pocket and then I start making my descent and uh, just try to get back to where I was on the same level as Harmu, but at risk of knocking him off uh, so that I can try to scoop him up and get him the rest of the way down. Okay, um, so scooping it up, scooping him up, no big deal. Um, climbing down with him. Yeah. Um, with the use of the immovable rod will be easier, but yeah. still not an easy task while holding a cat. Right, and so to I'm going to say go. acrobatics a disadvantage. Gotcha. So remember, right now, you're at about 60, 50, 60 feet in the air. Right. Okay, disadvantage. I'm going to give myself a little more room to roll. Ha <laughs> uh, That's a nine. Okay, uh, give me a dex savings throw. Okay, not bad at dex. 14, 15, 16, 17. Saving um, you fall, uh, f- you, you fall with Harmu holding on to him. You fall complete, like your foot slides. Um, you're not used to these like shoes you're wearing and your foot slides off the statue and you holding Harmu like a football dive headfirst through the air and then realize 
brand new weapon, brand new weapon, brand new weapon. And and before you hit the ground, uh, 10 feet above the ground, you cl you click it, hang on to it. The whiplash of it oh. hurts your arm yeah. and you slam into the ground. Um, you're gonna take damage. But at the very least, we didn't fall into lava. You oh. take eight points of damage. Oof. That's um, okay. And you're just laying in a pile with Harmu in your arms, who's just purring gently. Oh my goodness. How did you end up doing that? I don't understand. Oh my goodness. Now I have to get back across. Um, let me look at this. I wish I had more conduit points. You could always take a short rest. Oh yeah, they are going to be out for a while. You could say with this getting of Harmu in the comb, you chill on this island, yeah, take I'm a short gonna rest. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here on next to the statue and uh, just kind of try to I'm not, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to go to sleep because I want to make sure that Kensington and Harmu don't get attacked while they're unconscious. You don't have to sleep, right, for your yeah, race? No. Um, so I'm just going to sit and, and wait a moment. Okay. Um, so Catch my breath, quote unquote. So we're going to say it was four hours later. You have three hours left. Ooh. Um, you can use hit dice to get back. You get more conduit points. Okay. Um, uh, half of what I'm missing, right? Yes. Rounded down? No, half of your total. Oh, half of total. Okay. So, so yeah, if you have six, then you gain three. You gain. Okay, cool. And I can spend some hit dice if I want, but I don't want to. Um, okay. So I pick up Harmu again. Um, still kind of like snuggling him and trying to hold him so that he's not like, I don't want to hurt him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know how you're not supposed to pick up cats? <laughs> like by their belly. It's bad for them. Um, especially if they're heavy. And I'm going to cast Featherfall on myself mm -hmm. and Harmu, uh, burning two conduit points. Okay. And I'm going to use that combined with my already very light body to just kind of run and hop across the entire gap. Okay. Um, it won't, you'll, what we're gonna say is you're gonna make two just acrobatics check and they're both at advantage. Maybe I should try to roll my health for my level up, and it's been a one, a one, and a two. Ooh. Like, flat, just take a five. Just take a five. Just take a five. Okay, I'll do that, because I just I got a four. <laughs> what did you say? It's going to be two... It's going to be two checks at advantage acrobatics. Okay. 17 plus five. Um, you, with Harmu in hand and conduit weapon poised at the ready you take a not too rigorous but like pointed dash to the edge cast feather fall on yourself leap and like a person on a moon just slowly float over uh coursing over the first two rocks you gently land on the other one and then you run to jump again this time you know that the feather fall is going to take you into the lava so this check is for your condo weapon to help you get over the gap gotcha and it's also at advantage is 16 plus five uh six yeah so yeah anyway. you you gracefully just like kind of glide and twist over to the other side and uh you walk like with a little bounce in your step because you're still feather fall yeah technically. yeah still low grab <laughs> um, <laughs> hell yeah and you move over to kensington who's still asleep and you i'm gonna like pick him up around my shoulder and try to walk with both of them with uh, kensington yeah just around my shoulder all right i've got to help him give me an athletics check okay Ugh, I gotta, this is a high DC. Yeah, I got to roll good on this. No, I got a six. <laughs> you have absolutely zero capability of actually like carrying oh Kensington. Uh, okay, then I guess I'm just going to 
create bonfire and rest here with both of them now okay. and wait for them to wake up because so, I can't move them one at a time and I can't move Kensington at all. So I'm not going to leave one of them here and move on. So you, you create like this little bonfire. Um, it roars and blazes in front of you, just adding more heat to this magma cavern. You know what I'm saying? It already like hot as shit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it'll yeah, cool down later. They're passed out, like, but that's the <laughs> It funny... doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> well, that, that's the funny thing too. Like Kensington looks cool as a cucumber and you don't necessarily know why. And Like cold to the touch? No, or at least like, like is condensation? Just, normal. just looks oh, normal. okay, okay. Just looks normal, just cool. And uh, Harmu, as you can tell, seems to like having the nap of his life. I am going to um, meditate and wait for them to wake up. Okay. Um, this is the last hour. Uh, give me a perception check. You are in the cavern, and after you have meditated for a while... Um, Man. Three. Um, <laughs> don't notice like that cool breeze appear again. You feel a slight warmth hotter than the room around you after that cool breeze. And you feel a hand touch your shoulder. Uh, how do I react to that? Can I jump? Do I need to do something to like what, smack their what hand away? What do you do? I want to jump up and smack their hand away. Okay, uh, jump up, roll the hit. Uh, what's my unarmed? Plus proficiency, plus strength. Yeah, if that's what you want to go with. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I got a five on the die, so okay. it would be a six at best. You jump up and swing, and no, no one, nothing there. Uh. It's almost as if you feel something calling you, and it, maybe it has something to do with that cold air or that, that hand that had touched you and no one was there, but you feel something about this pl pl place and this presence. Oh, my goodness. I must be... I must be imagining things. I look around and I see the lava and I finally notice the cavern at the opposite end of the room across the, the lava stream as it curves down into that moat where the statue is. And uh, I'm going to decide to investigate over there and see if I can jump across the lava stream. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and, and roll that. Is that uh, a... Uh, it's, uh, we'll say that's another acrobatics as you hop across the stream oh, yeah. up, to, up to... You said you were going to the shelf or you were going back through the tunnel? I'm going to jump across that lava stream. Okay. And try to go up that way. Okay. To, to the chamber. Gotcha. The little curve in the, the path up there. So here's an acrobatics. That's 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you lightly hop up, hop up over there and you notice that's where the cool breezes was coming from. Ah. Um, you suddenly feel it like almost it's odd because it's sucking in cold, even though it's heat from this area lapping at your back. This must lead out. Uh, you turn and curve your hand around a rock and look down and there's like a like hidden carved stone pathway behind this uh, behind this uh, shelf. I move forward. As you climb down, um, you like passive perception, you feel your feet kind of get louder and you don't understand why for a second, but until you get towards the bottom, you start to notice you're stepping on metal. Eventually you get to a, to like a um, blockage in the end of this tunnel where there's like, your, the only, your light is the only light coming out and you see just a wall in front of you. Hmm. Um, I guess I'm going to try to shoot it. Just shoot the rock and see if I can open a hole. Roll the hit. 
is plus five. Seven plus five is 12. 12 <laughs> hits. Roll your damage. That is one D8 plus two. That's not a D8. What am I doing? <laughs> that was a D4. Two plus two, four. What's your AC? 16. Uh, the, the ray ricochets off this rock wall and smacks you in the face and you take the four damage <laughs> and fall backwards. Oops. I just wanted to see if that would work. Uh, oops. I'm glad no one else was around to see that. That's probably the stupidest thing I've done all day. Um, but you also heard it was like a, like you've heard that thing ricochet before and it typically is off certain kinds of metal. And it sounded like hollow and metallic. Yeah. I see. I'm going to place my hand on the metal and see if I can melt through it. Um, Cause that's, I'm, I'm standing at you, something that's blocking my path, right? You, you stand up and you dust yourself off um, and you kind of put your conduit weapon to your side and you walk up to this wall and extend your hand and the exposed skin and light blue touches the wall. And you hear like a metallic ringing as your cube slides up through your body onto your arm and on your hand to the wall and you see that it connects into the wall. There's a reverberation of cerulean light that blows through the door in a geometric pattern and the door slides downward. The cube returning to your hand, you look in front of you and you see a circular room that looks almost as if it had been a preserved tomb because it looks fucked up and like no one has been here for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years, but it looks like a room and your memory senses are ringing like alarms as you see chairs and desks and computer screens and uh, complex uh, technological devices um, on, on the wall. And it looks like it had seen a horrific fight um, with several blackened stains, ripples of, of glass just strewn about, um, broken in parts of walls. And um, what you're not sure of is just stains of various different colors and sizes and patterns. Mm. Uh, and give me an investigation check. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh goodness, 17, 19. 19? Yeah, finally. Um, Okay. I can see some shit. You are looking around and as your uh your star-like self inside is pulsating with with what it would be adrenaline for your species. Um you you look around and definitely can tell that there was like some horrible fight here, though you don't see any trace of organic matter or decayed for that matter. You eventually like turn up loose on not trying to find heads or tails of anything like the technology isn't powering on though for some reason you know how to do that um none of the dials or devices are charging though you know they should be and eventually you find a symbol etched into a corner of one of the uh square-like technological uh uh boxes on a shelf and it's it's scratched to look exactly like the one on the on the conduit weapon you found earlier and it says aeon ah i want to touch the base of my staff to it then 
and see if they react to each other. Um, the metal of the side of this box kind of gets like melted and rippled and smooths up the staff as if contributing to it. And behind it, you see a small um, dodecahedron shaped piece of shining blue metal. Like a silk coin? It looks the it looks almost identical, but this is like teeny fucking tiny and huh. uh, like shining bright blue. Okay. Um, I reach out and grab it. I pluck it. You you reach out and as your hand kind of shakes and the you feel like the magnetic electrical impulses coming off of this thing. Once again, that cube material rushes up into your hand, grabs it, and then essentially devours it. And you see it shine brightly blue and then move back up into your body. Gotcha. Um, I guess I'll just read it out. And mm -hmm. you read this, hopefully it's not stupid. And you finally got the... Uh, we can fix this our untruth of stat our favorite places. Hell yeah. And that plays oh, in my shit. head. Yes. Hmm. As like a memory or as it, it's it's like like a pre-recorded message. Like whatever at... whatever this was was supposed to be a full and complete message and it wasn't for whatever reason. Right. I reel back and I, I stumble away from the bookshelf and kind of steady myself on, on a desk nearby. And uh you know, I just kinda mumble to myself. I don't remember who was that? What on earth was that? Who am I? And then I'm gonna, I guess, investigate the room around me to see if there's anything else that I could uh, gather before I leave and go to check on my boys. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, give me an investigation check. Ooh, nat 20, 22. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you are looking around on the desk. Uh, like you're looking around everywhere, not finding too many like uh, important things, but you look around, you're looking around on the desk and Face down is a picture frame that looks super warped and rotted and destroyed. And you flip it up and shards of broken glass fall from it. And you look at it and it is a very, very faded and very dry and, and, and uh, fragile picture of a human woman cuddling a dog. Dogs don't exist in this world it's so a, far. It's a yellow lab. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I'm getting this. I put it down and I kind of stand up and like straighten my back. And then I just leave the room. Wait, you're not going to bring the picture of the dog? No. <laughs> oh man okay just walk out yeah so <laughs> the end of your cutscene is now done you make it back to the room and really right about the time that like you're still like in crisis of what the fuck you just witnessed you see these two slowly starting to wake up I, I like do that little kitty stretch where my, my my hands are in front of me and like my my butt's in the air and it's like yes I do that myself like physically in real life <laughs> oh yes oh <sighs> Where am I? What? How you, did I get here? You guys see Kensington's skin is slightly paler and his glacial blue eyes glow a tiny bit. Oh, well. Uh, hey, are you me? What's up? I'm stretching like, 
<gasps> and I like pat the ground like that's a good rock. Damn, I guess you just recharge when you get a nice nap. You look like a fucking piece of uranium. You're I'm a good fucking new man right now. This is nice. You, you kind of look like a new man. Uh, not, it feels not, good in here. Yeah. yeah. Does it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't know, so I'm asking genuinely. How, how do you feel? Uh, I would like That's to right. roll some kind of investigation on this boy's new found Go skin. for it. And while I do that, I look down and realize I'm not wearing my badass tuxedo anymore. And I'm pissed. I'm like, fuck! I got a, uh, I got a five. Um, seems legit. Uh, like, I uh, don't know anything about it. I'm, I, I'm gonna say this. Um, you don't know about the specific type of manifestation of what's going on. Okay, I'm just looking at him like, hmm. I, that's, that's interesting. I, I don't, like, when I uh, passed out, I had a dream. I met Lynn. It wasn't Lynn. Oh, Lynn, the cult. And then I look over at the statue. I'm holding it in my hand, just kind of nonchalantly. But you look at the statue and you don't see it. I look at the statue and I'm like, Where, where's, where's the cult? And I look around no, and I look. I have it. Oh, oh, what the fuck happened? You both passed out for eight hours. I, I've had a lot of time. I Notice the fire in the middle of the eight room? Eight hours, jeez. Well, wait, first off, you create bonfire. I know that doesn't take a long time, but uh, let me see that. And then I, I reach forward to um, grab the comb from Archon, but I'm gonna I'm gonna burn a key point, and uh, what's gonna happen is uh, there's gonna be two uh, astral arms uh, that are like a, a deep purple that are gonna appear at my shoulders, uh, and uh, they give me a reach of ten feet. I'm going to reach forward with that arm and grab the comb from you, Archon. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is that? Why do you have arms? Uh, what, what, what the, I, uh, um, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, put him away. I don't like it. It's horrendous. I, 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 honestly, I'd put him away if I knew how. Uh, but um, I don't know. Like, what are they flailing about right now? Like you don't know what to do with them? <laughs> no, I've got one. Like it's just like sitting off to the left, and the one sitting off to the right has like grabbed the comb, and it's kind of like. I like, let go, and both of my hands are like up in the air, and I'm back. Like they kind of like hang like next to me, like uh, attached to my shoulders, oh. just like really long arms. That's and terrifying. they have you have a wingspan of twenty feet. <laughs> That's terrifying. I I don't like this anymore. <laughs> and I reach forward and grab the comb. I, I'm imagining some like Waluigi esque <laughs> arms because you said they're purple. I'm, I'm imagining they move around almost like Mage Hand, and they detach from your shoulder and move the ten feet, and then grab stuff and bring oh, like. Them the regular you. link yeah regular link uh, okay. arms all right I'm, I'm down with that yeah. i'm down with that they give me a reach of 10 feet but at the moment they're attached to my shoulder right. so your mage hand has a farther reach but it can't do what your astral ah, things so can do my astral span of 10 so this is from my astral self thing uh this actually allows me to make strength checks with dexterity instead mm-hmm. um so good thing i'm yeah, that's high awesome. dex and mm-hmm. low strength uh but i've reached forward and grabbed the comb and I'm like, uh, i i have no idea what what What's going on here? Uh, uh, and then I pull the comb, you know, to my face and I look at it. And then you remember everything Fu told you. Oh, guys, we got a dilemma. A uh, really big dilemma. Huh? Uh, so I met with Fu again. Oh, nice. He's a really nice fella, honestly. Mm. I, you know, I think he might be the reason that I have these arms. Uh, but anywho. He did tell you that he's going to give you his part of his spirit to train you in monk ways. Right, right. So, like, <laughs> it might be that I have, I, I have a hunch. But um, 
Lin is like an evil spirit that possessed a different person named uh, Fuzuyuki. Fuzuyuki, who was the original Pisces Zodiac warrior. And right. uh, if we you we can use mm-hmm. this comb to either save both Lin and this warrior or kill both of them. Yeah, I don't know about the whole killing of both of them, but I did meet Fuzuyuki. What? Wait, what? I... We had a tussle. Thought she was Lin. I attacked her. <laughs> we talked things out. She also explained to me that she was the first Pisces Odeon warrior. And I guess while I was asleep, instead we passed out, uh, she trained me. Check it. What? And I whip out my katana and I make it shine like a real bright, bright blue. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... It's kind of fucking cool, right? Oh, uh, wow, I can't believe There's like ice and energy manifesting from his hands. I. You had actual new information to offer. <laughs> Kensington, look at you. I um, I know that's a slight, but I'll take it as a compliment. I mean it with as <laughs> much heart as I can. You said that a long time ago, too. <laughs> I uh, am going to use my mage hand to reach back into my bag and pull out my spectacles and put them on. And then I'm going to use my two newfound arms to also reach into my bag and pull out a notebook and pen, like paper and, <laughs> and like pen. And I'm going to start taking notes. I'm like, oh, well, okay, so this is interesting. This is a new manifestation of the uh, Pisces. And these are your new powers. These are specific to you. That's this really interesting. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I just start taking notes on like everything that's going on with Kensington. A naked like, boy with a blue sword and a cat taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> Guys. I think we need to leave. Uh, you know what? Solid, solid guess. You know, or not guess, but um. Like I, I don't know that there's a time limit, but I don't think we should let Lynn be around for as long as she. Well, well, so here's the thing: if we give her this comb, you know, like she's gonna be like one of the most powerful, like that mega, mega bad things that we have to deal with. That She's bound to this island. If we give her this comb, she can leave the island. See, I had an inkling that she might want it as like a super weapon, so I'm glad that now you have confirming evidence for this hunch. Right, mm-hmm. but like we're contractually bound to give it to her. So but like, what if we don't? So here's the thing. If we kill it, if we destroy it, it kills her, but then it also is going to kill Fuz- destroy Fuzuyuki. Destroy Fuzuyuki's soul, and uh, if we do that, I feel like Fu might fuck with us. Fu, the dragon, and I point at the statue. Right, yeah. How do you know that he's the dragon? Fuzuyuki explained to me a little of what happened. Oh, okay, got you, got you, got you. And I'd kind of rather fuck with Lin, and I look at the 80-foot-tall dragon statue, I'm like, eh, instead of that. Yeah, I can understand uh, your, your hesitation there. I, you really think Fu would come after us? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's pretty powerful. Uh, he gave me some powers. He seems weak at the moment, but like, I don't know. I don't want to chance it. Uh, and I might be Fu's sidekick. Well, what's the other option other than destroying it or giving it to Lin? Um, those are the two. Can I roll insight on that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm telling you the truth, like above the table. Like, the, no, above the table, if we return it to the, to the frozen yeah, block to the of frozen ice, thing. Oh, it yeah, saves it both sets, of them. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> so, other than destroying it and killing them both or giving it to Lin, what's the other... Are there any other options? Uh, well, so I feel like 
above the table. I feel like if we give it to Lynn, she's going to take it to that ice thing to free herself. Like that's because right, because she's kind of being the, chained to the to the island, right? right? And um, mm. I, I I made these realizations on my own, and I could probably you know reiterate them to you in character. Sure. But uh, the block of ice is the exact same block of ice that Shu had. Shu was right. trying to get us to get the comb. Shu was going to use the comb to release Lin. Either way, claiming that it was his mother. That's yeah, why, I like, think I think so. Like if Shu we give it to Fu's son. If we give it to Shu, if we give it to Lin, she's going to take it to that block of ice to free herself. Does she know where that block of ice is? I'm assuming so because she's been in contact with Bobo and uh, like everybody. Right, like, but that everything. room was part of the Jahalution, right? Like, yeah, that, that room was part of the resistance against her. At least that's mm. what they told us. And I feel like if everybody, everybody, okay. give me a perception. We're just check. as we're debating in the room what to do. <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, Kensington, what were you about to say? I feel like if Lin knew where Fuzuki's Fuzuki's frozen body was, that she would have went and got it and kept it at the fox's den. Right? She would have kept it it close at hand. Because that's her body, her corporeal Mm. body. Um, What did you guys know for your perception? 21. Uh, 13. Um... You're too busy, like, listening to Kensington and, like, actually, like, being a little bit proud for a moment because Kensington's like, damn, he's, like, he's on it. He's thinking about Putting shit. it together. Like, I was going to have an ass beat for yeah. eight hours. Uh, you better think be you'd learn it. something. <laughs> uh, but it was, like, metaphysically. Like, anyways, uh, it's so Your brain kicked for eight hours. I have a high magic D&D setting. Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kensington, you hear a shrill sound coming from somewhere but very 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 far away uh archon you can tell just from patterns of sound waves that this shrill sound is likely to be some form of loud sound coming out from near the mouth of the entrance of the cave uh anyone else hear that i definitely hear it but i have no idea of the cave and it's like you can barely hear it at the mouth of the temple Yes, okay. and because you guys are very, very, very deep, 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 deep down, the nat twenty was just like you picked it up. Let's. Is it that asshole dragon worm thing? I doubt it. I think it's very content to stay here with its horde. Uh, let's continue this conversation elsewhere and and get out of here at least. Return to Bobo if anything, and see what he has to say. Um, yeah, okay. I, I feel like as soon as we leave this temple, more than likely Lin's gonna find a way to encounter us. But I'm on board. Let's go ahead and try and go somewhere. Yeah, let's make a move. I guess. You don't make a completely unconvincing argument. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So it takes you guys a while, and you climb up and through uh, the temple that you had just traversed, and um, you're passing up up and up and up the spiraling path that you took downwards and eventually you come to crossroads between the green lit room up some stairs and the in the mound of treasure in the far back corner while you're in there um you guys hear that sound again this time with a passive perception and you hear the blast of what sounds to be like brass instruments or horns or something uh like musically some form of give me a perception check like, like, is it just noise or is it like musical? Um, perception fifteen. Definitely musical. Um, you, like, you're not sure why. Or, but you, that music. Yeah. What? 
Uh, can you ask the worm? Someone having a party? <laughs> um, I look over at the pile of gold. I'm like, uh, hey, do you hear that? That, that, that ruckus? The music going on? Give me a persuasion check as you see the shifting mounds of gold rolling over in the uh, in, a, in a pile. <laughs> it looks over at you like so what happens is you walk over to the pile and it careens its neck immediately out it's like slurping over in the air and like twisting its body all the way around you to where its head is like right in front of yours his nose is nose to nose with you um and you look at it and it says <laughs> i don't know of what you speak however and you look at him and he has those silcoin adorned to his face in like a beautiful arrangement. And he says, these, these treasures, they're so beautiful, thank you. And he looks at you and says, what, what can I do to repay this glorious beauty you have brought me? <laughs> oh, well, um, uh, it honestly wasn't really looking for any repayment, anything that you could consider a repayment would be worthy of it to me, you know, in fact. And then I use my still present <laughs> newfound arms <laughs> to reach into my bag of holding. And it actually goes all the way, like all the way in the bag of holding. Mm -hmm. My arm disappears for a second into the bag. And then it comes out with, uh, with a, um, five gold, uh, five regular gold. And I set it down on the, um, on the gold pile again. It's like, you know, for not eating my friend over there. It, it sniffs that gold and says, that's a new mint. And it looks over at you and sniffs in a sec. And he, he moves back and says, maybe I have something. And he greedily and uh, happily wiggles and dives back into the pile. And he's down there for a while. And you guys hear another series of those brass blasts um and a few moments after that he comes back out and he has a string of what appears to be sharp claws attached to a silvery threaded chain and he brings it over to you and he says this smelled like your kind thank you and i, I take him and I, I take a look at him um give me an our uh, give me either an investigation or arcana check Religion? No. Okay. Five. Um, they're really, really shiny, nice, sharp claws, and they're fun to play with in your paws. Okay. Um, I start playing with them. Uh, I, like insert my paws like into them. Like the silvery thread, like makes a, a springing sound as it whips around your paws and these uh, these sharp claws like manifest on top of your par paws like extending outwards and um, essentially looking like you could use them to harm something. Whenever they attach to me, I freak out a little bit. I'm like, and, and you're I like start wiggling your paws. <laughs> I start running in a circle because they're like trying to get them off of me, but they're You're attached. A cat has a <laughs> tape placed on its paws. It hates it. <laughs> Jumping around, it doesn't know how to get it off. Yeah, and I'm like, and I like, uh, you know, do that for about 30 seconds, and I realize that, like, you know, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, Harmu, uh, are you all right? I, 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 yeah, uh, uh, maybe. I, I'm I getting worried about these these horns. Uh, and I, uh, I, I, kind of like play with them a little bit in front of my face and like you see that they're like pretty powerful looking and i'm like oh well 
Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. I never got your name. My name? <laughs> I've gone by many. But you can call me... So... 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 Got it. Alright. So... Thank you. My, my <laughs> name is Harden or Cat now, and I'm going to be making an exit that way. And I start walking. It, it just ignores you when you start saying your name again and glides back into its pile. Alright. And I just start walking and I'm like, oh. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, 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 That's really cool, though. I like your new uh, nails. Thank you. I, pretty, pretty. Uh, Are they acrylic? Th- do they clack whenever I'm going down? Because <laughs> like, do I have to like? That's flavor. That's entirely up to you. <laughs> also, I would like to point out the the DC for your persuasion was really, really low. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually two. Nice. Because of the silk coin. Nice. Like you had to have rolled a nat one to not get that. Oh, well, Ooh. I still gave it more gold. <laughs> um, <laughs> As we're walking away, I whisper under my breath, Soul. Stupid fucking name. You uh, have... Give me a deck saving throw. <laughs> How would you have possibly known the name? <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know the name. No, because you don't speak to As I turn around, yeah. I, I tell them, I was like, Yeah, oh, by the way, this dragon's name is Soul. Asshole. Okay, well, now I do know, and I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you doom him? I gave him a way out. <laughs> He gave me an op. I'm grabbing dice. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Weren't we supposed to be doing a crit table? I hate to be that guy at the podcast, but... You. <laughs> no. Like, the, uh, y'all don't want to know. So, uh, Kensington, you take 27 points of damage. Huh. As what? a bright, multicolored, uh, sparkling beam of light pierces from inside of the gold, creating a huge shower of coins and smacking you right in the back. Mm. I'm going to have fun making that sound effect. Way to go, Kensington. <laughs> I shuffle my feet a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> After you, like, get knocked to the D- ground. Harmo, you just hear. <laughs> Wait, you know, I'm going to have to really ask you to not piss off the dragon. I can't stop him from killing you. I didn't stop him from killing everybody I knew back in the day. I definitely am not going to be able to stop one from killing you. You mm-hmm. hear a shrill sounding of those brass instruments. Uh, uh, and, and, and by the way, before we go any farther, you should probably drink that health potion that you have in your backpack. I thought I already did. No, I gave you one. You have a... Uh, oh, that's right. You have a bit... Or I have it in my bag. I, I take it out and give it my, to you. My wineskin? Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> Damn it. I wasted a superior health potion, but it must be done. So it goes. You know, we can't always... Uh, how much is a superior right? health potion? Yeah, how much is that again? This is one of the danky dank ones. This is 8d6. All right, he did it. That's not... Those aren't d4s. Those oh, are said D6s. Yeah, you said Oh, eight. I said sixes? I'm yeah. sorry. These are 84s. My bad. 84s. That 86s, that's danky stank. Yeah, that Holy would be shit. insane. Sorry, the max is 37. Is it plus anything? Plus four. So 24. 24. Hey, close. <laughs> you, Damn. You still feel like a sparkling, rippling sting on your back as you chug that, that wine skin. But yeah, you guys continue and you get to the bridge and you notice um, something odd. You notice that all of those prismatic lights uh, floating through the air 
Um, there's only a few stragglers in the air nearby to the level that the bridge hangs to. Uh, the rest, in, including those, seem to be flying downwards. As you guys cross the bridge, you hear a final shrill trumpet blast, and then an impatient, Come out, heretics! Uh, heretics? Well, I mean, I'm just, we have nowhere to go. Come out before we blast the mountain down! You think I should get the dragon's attention and see if they would help? <laughs> yeah, I mean, his home is being threatened. Maybe he would. You know what? Back. Honestly, from the from the interaction I got with him earlier, he doesn't care um, unless something directly affects his True. horde. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to blast the mountain down. That's going to affect his horde. I might even apologize. I think what he means is that he doesn't think that far ahead. He doesn't care that far ahead. And plus, ahead. the DM's not going to let us have that Yeah, happen. probably not. Um, so... <laughs> you can uh, always try. All right, I turn around, and I run book back to back. the... I book it. There's a guy here to steal all your shit. Okay. Um, I'm going to stay there at the bridge, actually, to watch, to make sure they don't, like, start running is, it. I don't want to break your game. If, like, Archon, yeah. you see... Harmu, turn around, sprint back into the cave, and then you look at the cave wall and you remember the sliding door that was in front of it. Uh, Harmu, you dash down. Kensington, what are you doing? I'm with Archon at the ready, just guarding him. The bridge. Them. Okay. Um, guarding Ar them in the bridge. Harmu, you dash down and you slide on some coins into the front of the of Soul's uh, uh, horde. Soul. You just hear like a grumbling. Uh, hey, just uh, FYI, don't know who they are or what their purpose is, but there's some people outside there and I'm being pretty aggressive towards your home. I think they might come in here, uh, mess some stuff up. Uh, just, just FYI, I don't know if you were, if you're uh, concerned about that or not. He slides from a sl a si uh, the left side of the a pile and smooths over in front of you and just kind of stops and he says, Why would I be concerned? They cannot take my heart. Oh, fair point. I think they might try. You can give me a persuasion check. <laughs> Rolls 2d4. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Yeah. 15. Uh, he kind of like looks at you and smooths to the top of the pile. And he, and he says, uh, he says, <sighs> I see. Maybe I could help a little, but no, they couldn't harm me. However, if they kill you or capture you, maybe they learn of my horn. So he says he like makes a deep breathy sound and a bunch of uh, like crackling um, energy comes out and he says, leave, confront them, close the door and I will help. You, you, you got it. You, you got it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna. My name's Harmon now. And I just turn around and I just turn around and start running. You, you also hear. <laughs> uh, when I, when I'm running, uh, I, kind of, like get this really strange inkling to run on the ceiling, and I just start doing that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then I just I pop out of the of the tunnel on the ceiling and then I, even I'm a little concerned I'm like what and I do a little cat flip land on the bridge I'm like someone we gotta close this door the dragon said will help yeah and mechanically those claws have spider climbing enchanted to them yeah sorry guys for that. <laughs> so uh yeah you guys you, you pop back over there what do you say again uh I come out of the top of the tunnel of the door I'm like guys the dragon said will help as long as we close the doors 
Uh, okay, I guess that doesn't seem. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. How he's going to help from make a history check. Everyone, make a history check. Okay. Fourteen. Eleven. <laughs> uh, four. So fourteen, Harmu. You remember that there seemed to be like some light coming out from the back of the worm's horde. I'm just gonna be like, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that you know we. Just, I just just trust him. I, you know, he's a pretty interesting dragon. I think these claws can make me run on walls. Uh, but it's. I think we should just trust him. Which side of the door are we meant to be on? This side. We have to go confront them. Okay. You also hear, come out, Sodian heretics. And you hear like a rumbling. Okay, I hmm. run across the bridge because it was my unit cube that was holding the door closed. And I'm gonna try to use that cube to see if it reacts in any way with the door. Um, You essentially extend your hand and it reaches and glides up into like your fingertips. And you see that a light shimmers off of it and the the door that had once uh sealed this off slides slowly and grates over into place um while we start heading in the direction of these people and i make a history check to know if like zodians are hated by a regular people you can do that at advantage <laughs> natural 20. okay um the children of Vesa were a religious group that uh, had manifested in in Silcrest. Uh, they had opposed the empire during the 500 year war. Whenever the war kind of broke off, there were some stragglers of the children of Vesa that were still radical and wanted to bring down the empire even during the, uh, the treaties and the peace. There were subsects of these children of Vesa that even after the war grew very powerful in their own right and their right being what they believe to be a religious right and they believe zodians to be the the bane of levantia so a cult ish mm-hmm. i mean if you want to go down that path any religion can be considered a cult depending <laughs> on the definition yikes but i kind of put two and two together while we're heading up there and I, um, I'm like, uh, guys, yeah, just real quick, just kind of forgot to mention this. There's a lot of people that absolutely hate Zodians, so... Uh, do you think that might have anything to do with the crowd that may have been chasing us? Really strong inkling, since they just called us Zodian heretics. Uh, this tattoo got a return policy? It's been, been getting me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> What was the name of the um Ask the, your the, DM the about the return policy the today? The Children of Vesa, I believe. The Children, the children of, of Vesa was the religious sect that after the treaty, the only people that really called themselves that were like zealous. And these are the Children of Vesa is what I can put two and two together. You're putting wrong. these these things together, correct? It may, I may be wrong, but I'm like, uh, may be wrong, but yeah, these might be the Children of Vesa. You know, typically after this moment, we're going to want to avoid them at all costs. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and just just avoid them at all yeah. costs. Yeah, I mean, I, we got a dragon on our side, so I, 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 as you insist, his name is Soul. <laughs> Soul. <laughs> Guys, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> his name is Soul. <laughs> I trust this dragon 
fucking zilch. You yeah, know? And because you talk shit. Just say talk shit, get hit. That's the, that's the dragon code. Um, Kensington, as he says that, like you distinctly remembering that you're start, you were starting to recognize the specific rumbling of it chuckling at you. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> and uh, I, I think we continue we outside. Forward? Yeah. Okay. Um, you guys up, up out of the long path past the bridge. Mm-hmm. You. It, it takes you. You know, maybe about. Um, five, six minutes, um, just slowly traversing through this bridge as you see the falling a mass of these lights, thousands and thousands of feet below, continuing to as- descend downwards. Um, as you get over the Shimanawa on this bridge, you once again feel the hairs prick on the back of your neck of someone magically watching you. It fades. Eventually you traverse through the tunnel you get towards the mouth and you can hear people like arguing and shouting. You can hear a crackling of some great source of energy from outside. And um, what do you, you, do you walk completely outside? So um, whenever you say the mouth of the cave, it's like where we're gonna meet these people is where we got attacked by those things, right? It's, it's right before that, you know how it splits into two and there was like a ravine. Uh-huh. You guys are essentially we're going to meet them at the at that ravine. Yeah, you're deciding which Where side to go down. Where the was broken. Yeah. Broken. 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 Yes. Uh, what do you think? Looks like we don't have much of a choice. Left or right, they both lead out. Go outside and they're going to kill us. But go back, that dragon's going to kill me. Yes, their point. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go down the left path. Uh, you go, go down the right path. Uh, what? You don't want to be associated with us? Uh, that is not the case. I that just am. Kind of sounds what it, what I, it sounds I, like. I'm small and I can hide and I am fast and agile. Oh, and I, oh you, come out the ceiling like you just did in the bridge. That might freak them out. <laughs> just long enough yes. for us to run away. Um. All right, we'll follow your lead. I'm really gonna hope that these things are actually gonna like I don't like run out of movement speed on this <laughs> ceiling and fall or something. Like, I know I can't, but like that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so yeah, I guess you want to try that. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, if I'm coming from the ceiling, do you guys want to come from the same path, and you guys want to come from each, like a different path? No, I, at least Archon is going to follow what you just instructed them to do, and go down the right path. All right, cool. So uh, you guys, I'm going to be right in front of Archon. All right, okay. and I am going to come up from the ceiling. Okay. Are you stealthing or just moving normally? I'll stealth. Okay. Roll a stealth. Oh yeah. Stealth check. Um, I'll describe. Yeah. Go ahead. He's going to stealth his ass all the way to freedom while we get beat up. <laughs> That's an 11. Okay. Um, Maybe not. No. <laughs> Kensington, Archon, you guys are moving up the right side, and it's getting noticeably colder as you ascend because the deeper inner parts of the cave were pretty warm. And as you walk out, you see, like, drifts of snow curling around the edges of the entrance of uh, with a broken Shimanawa just kind of swaying gently. And as you crest over, um, Harmu passes above your heads on the ceiling, dropping a few rocks clattering to the ground. Um, You see a bunch of figures all look up, and this is the scene that you see. You see a man with flowing curly blonde hair looking as if an ornate religious or priestial garb with uh, white and reddish robes and ornate silver jewelry standing with a staff with rings on the end of it jangling. Next to him, you see a large human man uh, with salt and pepper black hair and shining blue eyes. 
um, with a huge war hammer stuck onto his shoulder. You see a small person with ice white hair um, and uh, black eyes, um, very, very short, maybe even like gnome or halfling and holding a book and essentially holding a fireball suspended in the air, uh, looking over at the person with the staff and behind them, you're not too sure to count, but you see dozens and dozens and dozens of armed men with weapons. And as soon as you cross over, um, they look over. The man in the priesty uh, outfit shouts and he says, Zodian heretics, we see that you've once again caused some form of defacing of the planet Vesa birthed onto us. What say you in your defense? As he points at you accusingly, um, the the uh, armed people behind you ready their shields and pikes. You don't even know what you're talking about. He's yelling at a giant glow stick, Do a I... naked child with a sword and a cat hanging upside down. Do I look like... <laughs> <laughs> you were seen causing mayhem in the town of Odi. We were attacked. We were told that you had a terrible and ill-fated reading from the mistress of the cards. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. You threatened a bomb attack inside of the town of Timba. No. You, you thought that uh, Archon was going to blow up. And oh, you're like, God oh, damn it. Yeah, it's bomb. It's bomb. No one did. You happen. wiped the memory of an innocent man. No, we helped didn't. that man. You destroyed the inn, the lovely lady inn. I just said we were attacked. Kidnapped this man. And now... Out of goodwill. Sous Chef Bobo and Shu, the local antique artist, are missing. What say you before you die here now, rebel? We were just hiding in a cave. I'm fucking invincible. Just like the rats you all are. Rats are invincible. I meant on hiding in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, above the table. Yeah. They're clearly being mind controlled by Lynn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Super big time. We just need to leave. Nothing above the table. I don't think we're going to talk way out of this. We could get them to chase us to the Shininawa and they would be free to oh. thing. I mean, that's just me thinking. We could, again, not trying to break the Diebs gate. We can just continue with the things that we've already had established. No, I, I but mean, the, they're not under Lynn's that... control. They're like actually just... Ready your fireball! Uh... Say your last words, scum! I am going to say... Run away. Uh, I came to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. God damn it. And I'm going to drop from the ceiling towards the person with the fireball. Uh, give me a dexterity saving say, throw. Maybe I could cast charm person. <laughs> I'm still gonna try it. Fourteen. Um, you drop from the ceiling and land on your feet, and you bound forward, and the snow kind of makes you wobble a little bit, but you find purchase, and you're bolting now at this small figure, uh, hurling an, a fireball overhead, and then a familiar feathery red and silver dress appears in front of you, and you skirt to a stop on your kitty paws. And you look up and you see a purple and blue psionic barrier in front of all three of you. And Lynn is standing there and she cries out. Now, I do believe that you are trespassing on neutral ground. And I would like also to point out that you are now threatening my wards of this island. Are you looking for another war, religious bastards? Uh, 
Yeah, they were just religious freaks. Whenever uh, I stopped, uh, I would like to have come to a stop by running into this psionic barrier. Okay, yeah, that definitely happened. <laughs> the tracks. <laughs> what should we do? You three need to come with me. They're not going to be here for long. They're either going to siege us for hours or call in backup. And frankly, I don't want to know what that looks like. Oh, uh, well, we have backup. Um, you guys look out and you see a shriek of jeweled uh, scales like zip through the air like lightning. You see a grievous uh, thundering shot of prismatic color air strike into the heart of the armed forces at the behind them on, on descending this mountain. Um, and immediately the chaos ensues. The ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the priest uh, slams his staff into the ground. The rest of the armed forces start running. The man with a heavy war hammer slings it off his shoulder and starts at a low jog that turns into a breakneck pace. And the fireball is thrown at the barrier. Everybody roll initiative. Holy shit. 17. This is a big, badass fight. Jesus Christ. 15. 23. Um, this is the top of the round um, is going to be Kensington, but there is a essentially a combat um, crisis that happens. Uh, the fireball is sent streaking through the air and slams into the psionic barrier um, that Lynn is holding. Immediately looks like it's like rippling and weak, but still barely holding on. Uh, you see that like her teeth uh, like grit as she squints her eyes and puts up her second hand to like reinforce the barrier. Um, and she looks at you guys and she says, we can either fuck them up or we can get the hell out of here, but whatever we have to do, we have to do it quick. And it's Kensington, you're up. My blade lights up a dark blue. <laughs> and I just fucking take off running for the other human dude. And he's actually the closest one right now. Good, another human. I half-ass want to beat him up, half-ass want to ask questions. <laughs> 22 to hit. Does not hit. Motherfucker. God damn. Uh, your, your sword just barely scrapes uh, into like the torn section between the armpit and the carapace of his armor. Uh, but he slightly twists your body and like with a laugh just kind of jerks backwards. <laughs> I turn back around. I'm like, maybe we should run. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot of options, uh, frankly. Uh, still, it's still Kensington's turn here. Um, action surge. Disengage. Sprint the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so you sprint back into the cavern. Mm, are we at the very top of the mountain? You're essentially at the mouth of the cavern, yes. No, but are we at the very top of the mountain? No. I fucking run around the cavern. I keep going up the hill. You're going to climb the mountain. Hell yeah. Okay, Let dude. Big armored ass come yeah. catch my naked. Uh, I just want to get this right. You want to... Climb. See, if I go in a the mountain, I'm trapped in there. While there are well, dozens and dozens of armed forces and a mage. And Lynn Lin has definitely said that she can get us out of there. Sorry to cut you off, Freeman. Did she say she can get She said get we it? either need to get out of there or fuck them up, but we have to do one of them quickly. Well, I'm getting out of there. So maybe run back to Lynn. Maybe. I run past, while I'm running past Lynn, I ask if she can get us out of there. 
She says, yes! Then I stop. <laughs> so you run past her as she yells yes. You're like, fuck it, I'm gonna get a swing in before we leave. Run up, barely fucking hit this guy. He just kind of laughs at you and swings around like his stop, stop, almost stop sign size hammer. You, you barely back out and you look at that. You're like, and you look at your katana and you're like, nope. And you turn around and run back behind the barrier with Lynn. It's Lynn's turn. Uh, she says, I need at least a, a few moments. And she begins an incantation behind her portal. Um, after that is actually the human with the hammer. <laughs> Good thing you ran away, frankly. S yeah. So he runs up and he is going to jump up into the air and laugh uh, like <laughs> and comes swinging back down striking at the barrier three times when i hear a uh, stop sign sized hammer i think of a stop sign sized hammer as in it is as wide as and thin as a stop sign <laughs> but it's as heavy as a war hammer <laughs> just 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 let it don't worry about it don't anomalous, worry about it. anomalous stop sign it looks and feels it's, like a it's paper mario's war hammer yeah yeah you're rolling damage for the <laughs> him for the smoking this barrier is there like just massive repercussions coming off of it as he does. Here comes the description of what just happened based on those dice rolls. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. You see the the first strike diving through the air hits it. She winces and kind of like cries out a little bit. And the, the barrier looks like it like kind of ripples and cracks in a place. He lands on the ground swinging underhand and then underhand again like two hits from either side and uh the barrier like shatters and she just kind of like says fuck and darts backwards just a tiny bit with uh the incantation going in her other hand um okay go ahead what were you gonna say uh, I was going to act as though it was my turn, but it's not. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it it's uh, Harmu's turn now. Harmu. Um, so she said she needs a few moments. And the barrier just broke. Barrier just broke. Don't think that this is going to work because we're in snow, but I never get to do this in D&D, &D, and I comment on it all the time because it's one of the items I always make sure I have. Mm -hmm. I take out my bag of ball bearings mm -hmm. from my bag of holding. Uh-huh. Uh, using my astral self arms, which are still active. Okay. Um, unless it was more than 10 minutes from the time that we left. The it was. Okay, so I do not have my astral self arms. I reach into my bag of holding with my mage hand and grab a bag of ball bearings. Mm -hmm. And I open it up, open up the bag and toss them in, hopefully scattering them around and making people fall. How many ball bearings do you have? Uh, typically the bag comes with a hundred ball bearings. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a D100 and those are going to be ones that are going to be effectual to what you're trying to do. Can I roll a D100? Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. That's awesome. I love the way you're handling that. I love the idea. That's really cool. I've literally had a bag of ball bearings with every character I've <laughs> ever made and never used it. I really hope this works. 13. So 13 ball bearings actually roll and position themselves potentially to hinder people in front of you. Yeah, I'll let you know what that means later. Cool. That's my turn. Okay. Um, checking a movement speed or anything, chilling. Uh, I am going to get close to win because I think that's my ticket out. Okay. Um, all right, Archon. 
I'm going to also get close to Lynn, but specifically I'm going to get in front of all of them and I'm going to thunderclap for zero conduit points uh, in a cone in front of them to just kind of disrupt everyone who's in, in my way. So you can aim it. How, how long is the cone again? Uh, let me pull up the spell real quick. Thunderclap. Uh can be heard up to 100 feet away. Each creature other than you within five feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. Um, so that hit your allies too. Well, I, I wanted to step in front of them so I can just specify that I'm like six feet away from them so that it doesn't actually uh, impact yeah, them. You could do that. How, what's the distance on it again? It doesn't say, it just- Five feet. Yeah, it just says each creature other than you within a five so feet. So you can only potentially yeah, hit the so, human with yeah. it. Oh, okay, okay. Damn, I thought it had like a, a cone radius. It, no, that one's like a everything near me, near to me, thunder get the fuck wave. away from me. Yeah. Thunder Pikachu wave. Th is the, thunder wave. Yeah. yeah, is the cone. Okay, well, if I can hit the human dude, I'll hit the human dude. At least he's the closest one and I'm doing something to him. Okay. And um, what do I roll? One sec. You just like step up and pull your, snap your suspenders. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that's how I do that. I just like quickly run in front of Lynn and snap my suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> um, each creature must make a constitution saving throw or take D6, 1D6 thunder damage. Passes. Does it take half as much on a save? It does not say that. All right. So it does not. No. Uh, yeah, he, 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 you just go up and snap your suspenders, and this loud sound occurs, and he's just like, didn't hear that as he goes to like he, it looks like he's gonna swing and hit you next wow what an asshole <laughs> strong asshole uh, very mean asshole it's actually this person who had casted fireball's turn so you see them charge up a huge wad of electricity between their two hands and like kind of throw it in front of them um, everybody give me a deck saving throw very cool very cool Lynn fails e 15. 12. Uh, 15 passes. Um, a streak <laughs> of lightning soars through the air, um, sailing towards you guys. And didn't roll super well. Only 20 points of damage for the fail, and then 10 for the pass. <sighs> I'm down. Archon's down? Yeah. Okay. So that was that creature's turn. It's going to say something to the person with the staff and then move forward a couple feet. The battle sequence, the dragon comes back and was passing around and makes another arc, this time getting it closer to the line that's running towards you guys instead of through the middle of it. That in tandem with the 13 ball bearings, I will say that they have disadvantage on their deck save for this attack now. I'm gonna roll for them as one and I rolled two twos on the die. So, um, yeah. has Lynn had anything to say about this dragon? She's said nothing about it. She's been muttering this incantation this whole time. Or anyways, the dragon makes a pass, hits the creatures that are in armor, like gaining closer to you guys from the back line um, and just completely decimates it for like 20 feet. After that, the priest slams his staff on the ground and then raises it up in the air with a huge bright holy light, but nothing happens on this turn right now. Kensington, you're up. How close is Archon to me on the ground? Uh, Archon is only about 10 feet away from you, if that. Thankfully, I... I'm very visible, leaving a large steaming hole in the ground. Yeah. In the snow, rather. I run over there and I pick their ass up and I run back to Lynn. And I'm like, whatever you're going to do, you need to do it now. Give me an <laughs> athletics check. 
I love this. I've tried to pick you up so many times <laughs> I know. and you nail it first try. Uh, 22. 22, you just easily, lightly, and and not even harming to, uh, to Archon in any way, like pick them up. This eight foot creature. Yeah. Grab them by the back of their shirt and just lift. You Well, you <laughs> see that not only is Kensington's like old strength back, but he looks even more like buff. Like remember, he's still in his tidy whities right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, toned as hell. He looks fucking And jolt. also pale uh, and glowing. How yes. about his scars? Are they changed in any way? No, they're okay. they're just they're just they've just stretched with the little bit of difference in his body. Uh, they are glowing right now, and so is Archon's uh, sigil. Those are both glowing right now. <laughs> Unconscious as I may be. Yeah, it's still glowing. <laughs> um, now that you take note of it, but yeah, Archon or Kensington, you go grab Archon, dig your heels in, dash back behind you. As you had said, you better do it now. It's actually Lynn's turn. She finishes the incantation. A bright pink and silver light appears in the air a huge circle of swirling glyphs appear around you three and gone. And in the last, very last moment, you see the caster was charging up another one of those lightning bolts. The man with the hammer was about to bring it down on you and Archon. And the priest with the staff, as he slams it to the ground, all of the people that had fallen were starting to get back up. Huh. <clears throat> you guys blast through this teleport that Lynn creates. You feel really weird and almost sick for a second. And then you hear a familiar tick tock of a dusty old room in a cabin in the woods. And that's where we're gonna end the session. You're the one unconscious in the room yeah, this time. Yeah, hey. Uh, I currently have the comb, right? Yes, yeah, okay. keep that shit. Um, She's got us in her possession. We The last thing we want is for her to get the comb. I mean, yeah. Is I want to know what level these guys were. Yeah, I yeah. Just swung you, on this uh, man with a twenty-two. Nope. He had really strong armor, and he also had uh, a plus two AC enchantment from the priest person. Mm. I love fights you're supposed to lose. <laughs> I am glad that I talked to a dragon to help us out. To help us out, he gave me claws. And I used ball bearings. You <laughs> and you got, got your them. archetype. And I got my archetype. I got some arms now. Not looking forward to next session when we have to deal with what's going to happen with Lynn. Right. I, I'm so scared that we're going to end up fucking up and releasing her. I mean, I, uh, to be fair, I feel like that's the storyline that we're supposed to be on. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I feel like if we bring the comb, I, I wonder if we bring the comb to the, the ice block, if it will like combine the two or like reanimate so it'll the body. Let, according to Fu, it's going to release them both. And right. Like, uh, Maybe Uzumaki, then we can... Uzuyuki is going to, her soul is just going to be released so she can leave this plane of existence. Oh. But then it's going to release hell. Because Lynn it's going to let Lynn uh, leave Jahavan. Maybe without a body, she won't be able to... Uh... And without the comb, she might not be as powerful. And I mean, I, I, we could have just thrown the comb in the lava like, and killed and, them and both. Killed them both. Um, but I feel like that would have had worse repercussions. Yeah. Honestly. Oh yeah, we would have got out of the cave and instantly been murdered. I feel like the worm might have even like come back for us. Or maybe the statue that we didn't fuck with. I feel like it would probably have just been the dragon statue. I think it would have been Fu. 
Um, this is all Ooh, just speculation. Yeah, yeah just coming back. This no, is all just speculation. This is really great. Benville Dragon Spirit. Well, uh, that was pretty great. Uh, not going to lie. I that guess was we're a gonna... really fun, long session. I, yeah. I had, a, I had a blast. Yeah. You want to do the uh, outro? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, okay. My name is Michael Freeman. I am the DM for Zisa Podcast. Uh, you know, I just, I love this story. It's almost, it's, th this is what I've been telling the the others. You know, this is what I call the sandbox arc. Uh, you know, with this cliffhanger and everything kind of revealed, we're we're getting close to wrapping up that cliffhanger arc. Um, and during that time, we'll we'll take a little a little break from writing so we can just like fine tune our processes and our production value and all that. And during that time, I kind of want to been thinking about it, maybe doing like some social media uh type stuff like contests or whatever for the next arc to come out after this. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, well, you, all these spicy meatballs you're dropping around, you know, I think people will be interested in, you know, coming around, listening to what we got going on. Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. Only of the spiciest of the meatballs. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Um, actually, you should just cut me saying thanks for listening. I'm just going to say, um, check out uh, music made by my friends and I, uh, some of them on this podcast, some of them not. Uh, you can find us under aliases Empty Head, Got Trash, Fox Evans, and more uh, basically wherever you can find music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, the works. Um, pretty soon here, I'm going to have full fleshed out uh, tracks for this uh, sandbox arc. And we'll have an OST available to listen to. I'm so um, excited to have that. Uh, uh, for the Welcome to Jahavan or Welcome to... Uh, uh, Lavancia. This is essentially uh, the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, yeah, for this arc. That's uh, pretty cool. Um, so we'll be able to listen to those. Uh, the way I make the songs is not in the same format as like a regular song to listen to. So they'll have more details and more, uh, uh, they'll be more fleshed out ideas. Um, but yeah, just keep an ear out for that. That should be coming out uh, within the next two months or so. Well, speaking about music and stuff, if you uh, if you like fresh music, you like hot tunes, come and listen to me and Dade and occasionally Freeman, Devin almost always in spirit as we do Stuck in a Corner, <laughs> the uh, sister <laughs> podcast for Omnicast, uh, where we kind of play up and coming artists music and talk about stuff that we think is interesting, even if you don't. <laughs> Please come check us out. We're live every Wednesday. Yes, yeah. on Twitch and, you know, we have Facebooks and stuff. Heck yeah. And um, like What's a Fun Cast on Facebook and uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Store. And uh, Arigato. Oh. Meow. Meow, meow. Meow. Can I say computers?